This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. Where's the scariest place you've ever been? Scariest place I've ever been? Uh, I've never heard that question before. That's a joke. <laughs> so you're saying there's no such thing as ghosts? I'm saying I've never seen one, but they're awfully convenient for desperate hotels when the interstate moves away. You're going to give me the key, and I'm going to go up to the room, and I'm going to write my story, and your bookings are going to go up 50%. All right, here. Here. Read the godforsaken thing. I guarantee you, once you've read it, you won't want to stay in 1408. Do you know why I can stay in your spooky old room, Mr. Owen? Because I know that ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties don't exist. Round one goes to the hideous Mr. Olin for effective aggressiveness. I have to admit he had me going for a moment. But where is the bone-chilling terror? Show me the rivers of blood. Hello, this is Mike Enslin. Guess which room? Good evening, sir. Good evening. Are you ready to check out? Check out? No, 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 no. Check out, check out. No, why would I check out? Especially with this wonderful maid service. It's so discreet. No, no, no. I need you to send somebody to fix my thermostat. Room's on fire. Of course, sir. We'll send an engineer right up. The box is right over here. It's stuck around 80. Said the box is right here. I know where the hell it is, but I ain't going in this room. You just have to walk six or seven feet. I said I ain't going in. You know what happened in here? Yes, I'm well aware of that. We have cottage cheese, macaroni salad. Listen to me. You win. I'm checking out. I'm hurt. Do you understand? My goddamn hand is hurt. I understand. If you leave your dry cleaning out by 10 a.m., we'll have it pressed and returned by 5. Shit, bitch! Call me a cab to the nearest hospital! I'm hurt! Do you comprehend what I'm telling you? What do you want, Mr. Enslin? You sought this room. It was a job. I was doing the job. I beg your pardon. My job. I'm a writer. Oh, that's right. You don't believe in anything. You like shattering people's hopes. Oh, that's bullshit. Why do you think people believe in goats? For fun? No. It's the prospect of something after death. How many spirits have you broken? What do you want from me? Huh? What do you want from me? I'm in danger. Okay, you Mike, understand? slow down. You're not making any sense. There's something trying to kill me. Mm. Right now. I was out! I was out! I was out! Why don't you just kill me? Because all guests of this hotel enjoy free will, Mr. Enslin. You can choose to relive this hour over and over, or you can take advantage of our express checkout system. What's going on, cinephiles? This is Barrel Age Flicks. I'm Lenny. Yeah, man. And this is... Hey, what's up, guys? This is Rock. Words are hard. Plus... Hey, does it rack Also... Fuck you, Chase! Yeah, fuck me. All right, hey, everybody. And special guest... Hey, everybody. This is Yen. Let's make some magic happen. And Lenny, I'm not fucking here, folks. 
What is up, everybody? Welcome to BAF. How is everybody doing today? Oh, how you doing? Hey. This is going to be a great way to start off the fucking day. Oh, yeah. Early in the morning, and we're going to have some nice drinks, so it's going to be interesting. Yes. Yen, thank you for being a part of this show right here, because this is your pick. We are doing 1408. Oh, thank you again for having me. I'm so great excited. Movie. Stephen King adaption, I believe, on a short story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this movie release was released on June twenty second, two thousand seven. This was on a budget of twenty two million. It made seventy one million and change domestically and worldwide. It made one hundred and thirty one. So it did pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty really good, good actually. Yep. It's directed by Mikkel Hafstrom, which I believe that's it's like German. I believe it's like Michael. that. Michael. Michael. Oh, it's just, the way Hofstrom. it's spelled is M I K E L. So I, I thought it was oh. Michael or Michael or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's close like, enough. Yeah. Other movies that he has done are the movies I've never heard of, other than one. Uh, Quick, he did Moscow Noir. He did Escape Plan, which I think has got Sylvester Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah. Uh, he did The uh, the Right, which I believe had Anthony Hopkins in yeah, it. Yeah. He did Derailed and Drowning Ghost. So he's done a lot of unknown movies I've never seen and a couple ones that we know about. Uh, this movie stars John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, Mary McCormick, Tony Shalhoub, Isa Whitlock Jr. as the hotel engineer. I kind of just put him in because no. I, I really liked. I, I liked <laughs> his little scene right there. I'm not. I'm not going in the fucking room when he was trying to uh, fix the air conditioning unit. Oh. Tell him how to do it. <laughs> you wanted. You wanted to add him to the cast. I had to because I actually enjoyed that little scene right there. He's and like, Andrew I'm not going Lee fucking Potts in there for anybody. Yeah. Huh? Andrew Lee Potts as well. Who was Andrew Lee Potts? He's the uh, the post uh, post office uh, oh. counterman. Oh yeah, shit! Like, yeah, you're right. Asks if he can take his bags in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like in your face. No, Andrew Lee. Came out of nowhere. Andrew Lee Potts is fantastic. Now, there no, was... no, not that guy. No, no, no. Uh, at the post office, the PO box place. Oh, okay. Wait, he, okay. Um, not the not the first. No, no, not the second time. Not the, the second, second time. time was... the, the first. The first oh, okay, when he sorry. goes in um, to get his PO box. after he drowns. Yeah, that's where. But he was in the hotel in the beginning. Right. I'm so confused. Okay. Chase is always wrong. So, anyways, <laughs> fuck you, Chase. <laughs> But anyways, other movies that were released around the same time, we have a lot of movies that were released back in June 2007. So we have Sunshine, which is a great sci-fi. I remember that one. Uh, we have Ratatouille, which is the Disney movie with the uh, rat. Uh, we have Live Free and Die Hard. We have Death Proof. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver mm. Surfer. Y'all remember Evan Almighty, the sequel oh, to yeah. Bruce Almighty? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, Hostel Part it was Two. Funny. Wasn't that bad? There's a lot of movies here. Ocean's Thirteen also came out that oh, month. Yeah. Uh, we had Mr. Brooks, which is the Kevin Costner serial killer movie. Yeah. And then the uh, the comedy knocked up with Seth Rogen and uh, what's her name, uh, the bitch. Mm. <laughs> Ouch. I'm not a big fan of her. I can tell. Yeah, I, I forgot bitch. her name. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of movies that came out at that time. But uh, this is. Season. Decent release month. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, Sunshine is one of my favorites. And, you know, Death Proof, I know Sammy loves Death Proof. That's one of her favorite movies. It's a good movie. Um, <laughs> Ocean's 13 is good and everything else. But mm-hmm. this one I'm really excited to talk about because, of course, it's Stephen King. Stephen King never goes wrong. Most of his movies are always good. Oh, well, movie adaptions of his. Yeah. And uh, I'm really, really excited to do that. So let's go ahead and uh, do our drink that you picked for our uh, show today. All right. Yeah, awesome. and it's all on you. So we got a little fancy for you this morning. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hope your palate is ready. So throughout the most or majority of the movie, it's kind of centered around the drink that Mr. Olin gives Mike at the beginning yeah. in his office, trying to convince him to like, please just don't go in that fucking room. Um, so that bottle was called, and I'm going to fuck up this French, so because I didn't take French. Uh, Les 50 septes. 
That sounds pretty good, actually. Thank you. I really worked hard. Google Translate's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's like eight hundred dollar bottle made in nineteen thirty nine. Did know. you pay eight hundred dollars for this bottle? No, no. Oh, I mean, I love you guys, but that is some devotion. No. That, that's no. a commitment right there for our show. <laughs> but it was. We're um, gonna take up funds for that. <laughs> I'll take shit. donations at the end, please. Thank you very much. No. Um. So, it, on the bottle, it says it's a Grand Champagne cognac. Okay. Because there are six different regions around cognac from France that they use. Um those areas to use to make the uh, different kind of cognacs right or cognac or how are you pronounce it anyway cognac cognac um so uh so i i'm such an idiot i looked at the bottle and i was like oh this is a grand champagne cognac perfect that's exactly what i'm looking for no it says grand classic and i was like fuck so looking it all up and i'm like I'm an idiot, and they're going to hate me because I didn't get the right kind of uh, cognac. But it is a combination of um, the Grand Champagne, the Petite Champagne, and a couple other areas, uh, Borderies, I think. But uh, so this, this one is this one. Oh, yes. so you're fine. You're fine then. Yeah, I mean it's in there. Yeah, it's yeah. close enough. Um, so this is the Martel Cordon Bleu. Um, it is like I said, French is a Grand Classic cognac. Um, unfortunately, not the Grand Champagne that I was looking for. Uh, so it was produced in 1912 originally uh, by Edward Martel. It is 80 proof. Oh, drink up. Uh, <laughs> yes, so it's wonderful. So uh, this is aged about 10 to 25 years in, this is another nice. French word, uh, French trousse oak barrels. And it's supposed to be like truncated nice. oak barrels. Um, so like I said, there's three different ways that you can drink this. You can drink it neat, which is just, you know, straight. Have it on the rocks. On the rocks. With uh, you know ice cube in it, and, or diluted with a little bit of water, I was told that it brings out some of the flavors inside of it. I have never heard of that where you actually are where they give you that option to dilute it with water. I mean, usually a lot, a lot of, of people. Yeah. That's usually really, what you do the, with the ice. Yeah, I mean, eventually yeah. the ice is going to do it. And then yeah. one of the suggestions I saw was like serve it in a chilled tulip glass. Now, would it be what if you use carbonated water? Would that be any difference, or so you can mix it with. Um, uh, like tonic water, or you can mix it with uh, like a ginger ale or yeah. um, other things like that. So, but this was a higher end. So this bottle was about two hundred and thirty some dollars. Holy god, shit. damn! That, I think that's our most expensive drink we've done on the show. Okay, so uh, we're gonna have yeah. to launch a Patreon to help you. Uh, <laughs> oh, god. Damn. All right. Well, it was between that or like a sixty dollar, and I was texting my husband. I was like, "So this is for the show. You know, how, how much am I?" good to to spend on so he's like well yeah i would just i would just go for it go for the 200 some dollars like all right cool all right wow that, I'm, I'm really excited you. to try this now <laughs> so this is this is uh, you're excited aren't you though wow <laughs> this, <laughs> that's commitment right there yeah. i mean this is revered as a as a uh, drink for special occasions so i felt like this was a special occasion of course this yeah. is it we are a special occasion. we're very happy to have you <laughs> you're just to, fucking special I have right? to tell a funny that's what my mama said <laughs> I have to tell a funny little story though. When I was in the ABC store um, out in Dahlgren, it, they, uh, they, I was asking the girls like, "Hey, so I'm looking for this cognac, you know, for this podcast that I'm going to be in." She's like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be a funny question, but like, are you famous?" <laughs> Not yes. Yet. Yes, like, I am. Um, no, because I've only been in a couple. So but the guys are kind of famous, so they went on this feel about like, "Well, this is the podcast. If you have like movies and drinks and and everything, you know, check check them out and stuff." So. Nipsey, kind of funny. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I dig it. Did she? Uh, did you tell her to subscribe? 
Uh, I, I did, but then once I went into all the details, she kind of looked less interested. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> I wasn't famous anymore. It's like, oh, well, you're not famous, so. Oh. <laughs> well, fuck the star her. power just wi- withered know, away. It was so like, fuck sad. Her then. I'm like, oh. You always say always yes. Always say yes. I'm, I'm buying a $200 bottle of cognac. <laughs> Give me some slack. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm but, really excited to try this now. If you're ever asked, are you Are a you God? famous? <laughs> you, you always say, say yes. <laughs> I should have known. Oh, well. Anyway. Well, I was going to go into, like, there's some other zones in, in Cognac that were kind of funny that you could, you know, make Cognac from. Go ahead. Uh, and they're, they're French words again, so here, here we go. Um, so one of the areas is called um, Fambois, mm-hmm. which is uh, translates to fine wood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bambois, good wood. <laughs> good wood. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you've got your... Bois Ordinaire. She said wood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your, uh, yeah, your Bois Ordinaire, and which is uh, your ordinary wood. So, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? These, are, these are places. These are, yeah, yeah. These are zones and places around Cognac that, that they, uh, yeah, they get the Cognac from. That's so. funny. So this does not Fucking have, French. not have ordinary wood in it. Sorry. This is got fine wood. Bon bois. A little bit of fine wood. <laughs> Just fine. It's, it's yeah, fine. It's fine with some grand and some petite and some borderies. You get all the wood. All the woods. Yep. Yep. I don't discriminate. Some, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the woods. Yeah. So you, you've, hey, never had, you've, never, you've never had this before. I have never had cognac before. I have oh, never okay. even tasted this one before. So I am tasting this for the first time with all of you guys. All right. No, this yeah. is going to be great. I'm really excited to yeah. try this. So all I'm, right. I'm taking mine on the rocks. How are you guys taking yours? I'm having mine's neat. Neat for now. Neat. Yeah, I'm gonna try it neat first, then I'm gonna put an ice cube in it and let it chill for about maybe a minute, and then I'll try it cold and see what uh, see the difference of it. Okay. Mine, mine is with a pebble. It, it used to have a rock oh, in it. You want another rock? <laughs> well, you're, you're, so yours is basically the watered down version, the number yeah, three, yeah, where it's I'm, got a little bit diluted water. I'm being yeah. fancy, fuckers. It's got yes. good legs. Cheers. So. It's got a good got smell good to legs. it too. Yeah. All right. Great morning drink. Skull. Cheers, everybody. Um. It smells good. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's 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 very s- smooth. It is very smooth, is. and there's very barely any burn. It's dry, but very smooth. It's um, it's very light. Yeah, yeah. It's, do you, do you see it being very weird. light? It's not that heavy. It's very it light. Is, no, it is light. It is light. Yeah, it's dry. It's it's very dry, but still quite smooth. It's I actually this is really very good notes of of the bear of the uh the oak it? barrels. Yeah, the oak, oak barrels. Swirl your uh, drink around a little oh. bit. Yeah, swirling. swirling. Oh man, that's like that's really good. Um, oh wow, two thumbs up. It fucking better be for the damn price. No, no, two thumbs up. Don't no, and I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not gonna lie. That that is two thumbs up. I wouldn't mind having a bottle of that on my bar. That is really good shit. That's very good. I like it. I like it. Uh, pass me uh, that ice cube right there. I'm gonna try the yeah. um, the uh, chill yeah. version. I'm, of I'm it interested there. to see if you feel like it, it brings out anything extra in the drink. I don't. I like it the way it is. So this, I'm wondering if it's gonna make yeah. it better. So I'm, I'm gonna let it chill for about one minute and see how it is. So, Ragnar, what about your review? Uh, two, two thumbs up. Absolutely, man. What do you think of the taste? Uh, just like um, Chase, Chase said. said, it's dry, um, but it's very fucking smooth. It's light. Um, you don't often see those things together. Yeah, no, you don't. It's usually it's usually a fucking uh, it's one or the other. And good sip of the drink. It is. Oh, yeah. it, oh my god, yeah. this isn't one that you uh, take a shot. Oh, of. I want a no. cigar. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you probably... What's good is, like, a lot... Ooh. Honestly, a lot of the fucking whiskeys that we... What? Whiskey and bourbon that we drink, 
dipping a cigar at the end and drink. Oh, oh God. You, you dip your cigar in your drink? Fuck yeah. No, you, yeah. you, you yeah. Put yeah. the part where you put your mouth in, yeah. you, you dip it in, and then you get the flavors oh. in your cigar. Yeah, just oh, the yeah. tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it starts. Of your bon ordinaire. Femme bon. Thank you very much. So you give it a two? Oh, all right, right. That's a two. All right. Have you, did you put a ice cube in it? Yes, I did. All right. So let yours sit a bit. All right. Uh, you turn. Again? <sighs> yeah. So um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit different. I'm I'm more of a rum chick, uh, rum vodka. Uh, I feel like this has a lot of the flavors that um, like a bourbon or whiskey might have. Maybe it's from the oak barrels. But, I mean, honestly, yeah. I could actually sit here and, and drink this. I mean, sip on it. I, w- I definitely couldn't uh, shoot it. No, no this you don't. This is it. not. That's be, that would be you abuse. Not discriminate. <laughs> yeah, you would... not. Yeah. Um, mm. So, I'm going to give it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to give it a two. Two thumbs up. So, I you'd mean, buy it again? Yeah. Actually, I probably would. Like I said, this is good for special occasions. Very special. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you had somebody over and you had, you know, somebody had a baby or, you know, somebody, you know, got a job or something like that, you know, take a shot. So, I see the face you're making right now, Ragnar. Is this with ice? It's almost like... I don't like it with ice. Nope. There no? wants really? to no. be. I, I already tried it. And it, it it dulls it down. T- it, so exactly. Much. I actually like it neat. It has a better of a burn. A little bit smoother. Huh. Okay. With the ice, it's. I'm not a fan of it on the rocks. It's not. It's, it's good chilled. So there's. What do I want to eat the ice for? So that it doesn't keep melting in your glass. Oh no, no! I don't like it cold. I actually like it neat. Really? It, yeah. Gonna, it's still good. I'm still gonna drink it. I was like, it, it doesn't take like it. Ta- it, it doesn't take it out of the two, your two thumbs up range. <laughs> I assure you. All right. It's, it's still uh, yeah. two thumbs up no matter what. Chase, what is your review? Two thumbs up. I feel like I need a smoking jacket. Yeah. Um, like Gives me the tingles. <laughs> I want a, I want a nice tingles. I want a nice Gurkha <laughs> cigar along with this. Yes, that that I agree with Chase on. I can have this with a cigar just it's sitting in front of a fire or sitting outside relaxing on a fall weather. Fall evening. Fall. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, yeah. Exactly, yes. Out on the porch, a fall evening, maybe the the little fire pit going mm. and cigar. Oh, that would be ideal. That's I could see I could see drinking this at a poker game too. With a cigar, you yeah. know, sitting at a poker any, game. Any just, situation where there's a cigar in your hand, this would be appropriate. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cigar and whiskey, cigar and bourbon is a staple. A nice dark yeah. Gurkha. I have one of those. There was one of those glasses. I don't own one. I'd actually wanted to buy one where it's actually a glass where it's got a little ridge that holds a cigar. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, cigar and this is really good. But with it, with On the Rocks, yeah. not a fan of. Mm. It, it, it's It's okay. But I prefer it neat. Okay. I prefer it that way because it has more of that burn and mm-hmm. that it, it the smooth taste. It kind of just dilutes it, I guess. Which I said, you said that was like the third choice, right? We're diluting it with the water. So I don't think yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. But any was kind of that order. chilled water or just regular, just like room temperature water? It didn't say. Probably just be tap water. Probably, yeah. yeah so. And it was just like a drop. Like there was one picture that I saw where they actually had some sort of. Um, Syringe? Uh, no. Like you know those things with absinthe, where you have the uh, sugar cube on the top and you yeah. you yeah. pour over the sugar. Mm-hmm. So it's like that metal thing with the absinthe. and then you pour a little bit of water. So it just drips you know. a little bit of water in so, there and like sprinkles. Yeah, it Yeah, while you're pouring the drink, you oh, put a little okay. ice. Oh, okay. The the spigot thing. Yeah. yeah, and then you you know you don't Got mix it. ice inside. I, mean, I think this would be blasphemy to mix with anything. So if anybody mixes with this drink, they're yeah. fucking assholes. No, because this is cherry coke all the way. <laughs> you can leave now. You're done. Go. Get the fuck off the show. <laughs> Not happening. Blasphemy. Mm-mm. But no, overall, uh, neat. This is great. Two thumbs up. Seriously. Uh, good pick. Right. Very good pick for the uh, fucking movie. Nice. I, I, you did a good job on that. Have you so. guys ever had a cognac before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. 
very good. Not on this, this high end. No. I, but yeah, so thank you very much for yeah, man, putting no out problem. for this one. I, I'm really, yeah. really yeah, excited to finish it. this. Yeah, so you're awesome. We thank you so much. The hell out of you're you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, guys. Well, we will be right back. I'm Kyle Kurz. Let you like to talk about movies? So do I. I'm on YouTube where I do interviews, reviews, rankings, live streams, unboxings, and much more. You can also catch me on Facebook or Twitter at Return of the Living Flet. I have huge passion for what I do. I love talking about horror. I love talking about movies in general. And with that being said, keep on streaming. All right, so we are back on the show. So let's go ahead and get to our movie, wow. 1408, Yen. All right. So, yeah, for my uh, my horror movie, um, Ron asked me what was my favorite horror movie. So I chose 1408. Um, I remember watching this movie right around the time I was in college. Uh, and I was just like, oh, I've got to get my hands on the Stephen King short story. Yeah. Well, first I was looking for, I thought he wrote a book. Like I thought this was an actual book on its own. Um, and then... Uh, in some research, I found out it's a short story, but, um, you know, the, the show, the movie just kind of stuck with me, especially yeah. the song, like it's so freaking haunting. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, um, but anyway, so this movie is about this, um, author and he's kind of in the middle of writing all these like 10 scary, 10, um, most haunted hotels and things like that. And he, uh, is looking through his mail one day, gets this weird invitation to the Dolphin Hotel. Don't go into room fourteen oh eight, and not, not no return address or anything. So he's kind of intrigued. He looks it up, um, looks through some news articles, and um, finds some pretty pretty juicy stuff. Uh, tries to go book the hotel room, but they're like denying him first. Um, he gets um, kind of his uh, lawyer involved and finds out that he can actually book it if it's not occupied. Um, so goes in the, you know, the hotel manager is like trying to talk him out of it. Like you can't, there's no way, what can I do to basically keep you from staying in this room? Um, he doesn't, he doesn't budge, uh, and he stays in the room and some crazy twisted stuff happens to him. I don't want to spoil the ending yet, but we'll get to that. But, uh, but yeah, so all these, like this, it's more of like a, for like a psychological thriller, uh, I think the more than a horror. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think of horror, you kind of think of like a hack and slash, People are bloody, you know, bleeding all over the place, kind of, kind of thing. This was more of this like was a, a mind fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. And and like, the thing is, it had so many endings where you thought that he was out and he was not. And it oh was, my gosh! Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that, that twist, and and we'll get into that a little bit later um, about like you know, all, all of that. But um, so anyway, um, so yeah, in the beginning, um, you know, one of the clips that we're going to kind of run for you is going to be the discussion between Mister Olin and Mike Insulin. Um, in his office at the hotel, trying to desperately talk him out of uh, staying in this room. And Mike is just kind of like, finally, like, listen, you know, this is what I've got. Look, man, just give me the key. Mr. Insley. Just give me the key. Listen, I stayed at the Bigsby house. I brushed my goddamn teeth right next to the tub where Sir David Smith drowned his whole family. And I stopped being afraid of vampires when I was 12. Do you know why I can stay in your spooky old room, Mr. Olin? Because I know that ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties don't exist. Even if they did, there's no God to protect us from them, is there? I can't talk you out of this. I think we've reached an understanding. Very well. I'm going to say this flat out. Yeah. I really 
like Samuel Jackson in that role. I really oh, yeah. did. Really short well. role he did. I really, in fact, that that is actually when we talk about our favorite scenes, that mm. is one of my favorite scenes, just that talk between both of them, trying to talk him out of that room and everything else. And oh, I yeah. thought that was well, perfectly done. Even um, when that clip starts, right? yeah. the conversation beforehand, yeah, when he's telling him um, this is an $800 bottle, if you could find it, mm-hmm. and... Um, Which actually is not a real bottle. I, I've looked. Oh, it's not? Yeah, it doesn't exist. No. <laughs> oh, so they made that for the movie? What, yeah. what, I'm just curious. In the short oh. story, was it the same thing in the short story? Um. So, no. They actually, I don't believe they ever mentioned um, the drink in, in there. But um, I meant, I forgot to mention when I was talking about the drink, is that it actually translates to the 57 deaths. Really? So, yeah. The, so, in the movie? The bottle in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The bottle that they use in the movie um, translates uh, from French to English to the 57 deaths. And whenever they're talking in the beginning about, like, all these people have died, yeah. natural causes, you know, died, suicide in the room, things like that, um, they're t- the total altogether was 56. So it's kind of foreshadowing, like, this is, like, you are going to die in this room. Yeah. Because you are the 57th death. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's really amazing, actually. But I, I yeah. really, the fact that he was offering that empty, it said the bottle's on the house. I mean, yeah. he was doing everything he can trying to protect this guy, which, by the way, John Cusack did a fucking great job. Oh he did a phenomenal gosh. job. He did. Yeah. He really and did. And I, I know uh, Sammy, Sammy uh, has always told me how one of her favorite actors is John Cusack, mm-hmm. and this role, really, he did a really good job in it. I would and, say Because really he doesn't do many dark roles like that, does yeah. he? I mean, um, no. no I better so. Off Dead, uh, I mean, uh, High Fidelity, Gross Point Blank. I mean, he's on a lot, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a very he's a very um, the Raven. That's another one you remember. Uh, the Raven was pretty decent. He's a very dry actor, though. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. but he's well liked. He is. He's so a, is his sister. He's a great actor, but he's, he, he's a dry actor. Cus- Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. All right, you remember uh, uh, Adam Sammy Values, the blonde Adams, Deborah. Oh, yeah, that's his sister. Really? Yeah, and also oh. in the movie uh, Sixteen Candles, she's the one with the. Was it 16? Ca- oh, you've never seen 16 Candles? Probably not. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> well, if I have, it's probably been like years. Yeah, she's also Decades, the voice. Maybe. She's the voice of the uh, the the um the female from Toy Story. The yeah. female. Oh um, my, that's his sister. That's his sister. I feel you like you don't see look at any. You think you? I don't see it. Oh yeah, a little bit. You can definitely see really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jesse from uh, Toy Story is uh, Joan Cusack. Oh. Joan. Okay, I heard John. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Joan and John. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, parents were assholes to do that. Yeah. They're lazy. We, we, re, no. re, we just really want two Johns. Well, we have a daughter, so I guess Joan. I, I always. She was hot as Deborah, though. I ain't gonna lie. As a serial killer from Adam's Family Values. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She was hot. That was probably her hottest role. She's not really a pretty actress, but she was hot in that one. Why? Why? Sammy's giving me weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he always has to rate them. Yeah. <laughs> Spank bank. Um, so, yes, yeah. <laughs> right now, weren't you... I thought you were going to say something. Maybe I'm just imagining things. I was probably just uh, going we're, over the we drink were, again. Oh, no, 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 no. When, um, when he was talking about giving him the bottle and then all the evidence oh yeah that he had the pictures and they'll be yeah, mm-hmm. that he can um you can have it you can sit here read everything and you can you know just sorry i just book. i just love how yeah it's on the house oh thanks cool i'm gonna shove that in his fucking bag he's like and he's going i can have all this yeah Bet. You know I'm going to stay in this room, right? Motherfucker! I mean, like, yeah. I mean, being like Samuel L. Jackson's uh, character in that, I was like, 
You mean I just gave you an eight hundred dollar fucking bottle of, of booze and you're as a bribe? No. Yeah. And, but yeah. but the thing is, is but but the thing <laughs> is that he still took it. He still took yeah. the, how about that bottle? But the oh, other yeah. thing, the, so well, sly. at that point, Samuel, so uh, Sammy's thinking. Well, I mean, if he's obviously he's going to fucking die tonight, might as well just let him have some good booze. Yeah. But you got to get you got to give <laughs> point that he was trying to protect him. He was doing everything in his in his will to protect that. Yeah. To protect him, but he was also fucking cutting him down about his book about how his book is in like you know the five dollar bin and stuff like that at the, mm. at the yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, bookstore. Yeah, but at the same time, he was saying, "Listen, you know, I've read all of your stuff. This isn't shit that I've just looked over looked up overnight. Yeah, I am familiar with mm-hmm. your works. I've followed your career." Don't fucking do this. Yeah. yeah. Have any of you guys listened to the short story? No. No. Or read it? Negative. No. No. Real. Neither. You didn't tell us to. Well, I, I didn't. Ha- uh, come on. I was. Uh, okay. I was unaware. That's fine. Of that. it's, it's fine. I'm a big I will, fan I of visual sto- storytelling. I, I'd like to know the differences, though. Uh, <laughs> so, in the short story, which is it is based off of a Stephen King short story that was made in 1999, I believe. Um, oh wow! I, I found didn't it. Didn't it get in, scrapped though? I thought, so, I thought I read that it didn't like it got scrapped. So he originally wrote it to be um, uh, instruction on how to write in one of yeah. his writing books, but then he liked it so much he kind of made it into a short story. Okay. But it's in a group of short stories. Um, the, what I found it in was um, Blood and Smoke um, is where you can actually find it. But it doesn't start his story until the conversation between Olin and Mr. Olin and uh, Mike in his office. Okay. So there's like there's no backstory. You know, in the in the movie, you've got um, you know him kind of just living his life. He's you know surfing, whatever. He's kind of estranged from his wife. He was doing that book signing, and he's not really well known. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so who thinks that the uh, postcard came from the girl that came up and was like, oh, I really liked your work. This is like your first book. Oh, and right. he was just a complete long dick road to home her. or something. I think that's what it was. Yeah, called. yeah. He was just a total dick to her, and she kind just kind of kinda walks off all dejected. I'm like, I know that bitch sent him the fucking postcard because she knows he's gonna bite. <laughs> fucking get fucked, bro. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of yeah, you kind of kind of felt sorry for him because you you see him staying in these haunted rooms, and you can tell like he doesn't believe yeah he's just anything that lost he's actually, all of his yeah wonderment yeah yeah, and you're kind of wondering like where is it going from here mm-hmm. um but Just paycheck uh, searching yeah yeah exactly but doesn't seem like he's really making much from those <laughs> no he's not living above his meat now a, a meager lot, living is still a living a living now a lot of the things sure. that happened to him in this room were that in the short story or did they add to it um it was like so the short story i think only lasted roughly around an hour maybe hour 15 minutes uh when i listened to the audiobook on audible um and it kind of went through some of it, but not much detail. Um, so they added more to the story. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, there is actually um, a great um, interview done on a uh, website called diaboliquemagazine.com uh, that was posted back on June 2021 by Andrew Rausch uh, between the screenwriters of uh, Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski. Anyway. They're, they're the writers of this movie? Yeah. That's what I was just about to look up. I know who they do. They do a lot of biopics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did, uh, I think they did Man on the Moon. They did Ed Wood um, yeah. Uh, yeah. from Tim Burton. They also did uh, the People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. They do a lot of biopics. I'm surprised they did this one. They did. And they weren't really into it initially. They first said like, yeah, no, we're going to pass. But um, they had never worked with, um, oh, what's that guy who got in a lot of trouble for sex scandals? 
Bob. Which one? I was going to say, we're talking about Wein- Hollywood here. Weinstein? Fucking Weinstein? Yeah, Weinstein. Jeff Weinstein. The producer? Yeah. Was, yeah the was, this, uh, was this done through Miramax? I'm guessing because maybe Bob Weinstein and was in it, like was the producer for it. So. Okay, yeah. So that, yeah, this is by Miramax. Or, okay. Um, okay, I see. Um, so they wanted to work with him because they're like, that's really going to boost our career. Um, so, so then they were like, okay, it's going to be tops like three weeks of work. Cause it's already been a short story. We're going to have, you know, that to go by with screenwriting. Um, but they enjoyed it so much. They ended up spending a year and a half on writing the screenplay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Took a long time. And, um, they loved it. They said at one point the money eventually ran out and they were just getting together and writing it just because they loved it so much. Here's a good question for you. Do you feel like sometimes when you have most movies, a lot of movies that are based off books or short stories, the short story of the book is always better, but sometimes some movies make it better. Mm. Do you feel like this one made the story better or do you think the adaption, the adaptation was better than the movie? Uh, I would say that the movie was far better than the short story. Okay. Yeah. See, that, that, that's, that's a rarity that that happens. But oh, the yeah. fact that that happened is really, really cool. So yeah, I mean, well, they, didn't have, like they didn't have much information in the short all. story. Yeah. yeah. And so. they didn't take every single story from the short story and put it in the movie there, you can, when you're watching the movie, um, and you've heard the, the short story, or read it, you can be like, Oh, they took that from, from there. And, and it's very short bits, pieces. And sometimes you can catch it. And sometimes you have to rewatch it to, to realize that. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of it was kind of just their um, genius and, and making their own um, of the short story. And, you know, at first Stephen King was like, eh, you know, you know what, just take it and do with it what you want. And at first he didn't really want his name on the posters for this until um, the director, Michael Hofstrom, took it to his uh, house and did a screenplay for him in his house and was like, you know what? I love that. You can put my name on the posters and everything. Yeah. And um, actually before this movie, I think they said it had been roughly around 20 years since uh, Stephen King allowed his name to be put on one of his adaptations. Really? Yeah. Because he's got so many adaptations in the movies. But was his name ever put on it? Yeah, that's true. So I, I didn't know. I didn't look that part up. But, you know, this is just all based off of that interview um, that I found that website, which also, like, if you other big, like, horror movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. This Hell, was, yeah. This website is, like, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, it's diabolikemagazine.com. Like, I'll check it out. It's it's really crazy. There's hmm. some really. Sounds familiar, actually. I might have been there before. That, that does sound familiar, the name. Yeah. But I, I, the thing about Stephen <laughs> King is that his adaptations are hit or misses. I mean, some of them are really shit and some of them are really mm. good. This one was, when I remember when this came out, this was very popular. A lot of people oh, said yeah. it was very good. It was a very good movie. Uh, I think even a lot of people compare it to Secret Window with uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, I could see yeah. that. So, yeah, I remember watching that. And I I got so frustrated with the ending, I think, with that movie. Yeah. 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 But um, it lost a lot of its luster right there at the end. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that one was about a writer, too, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why I think a lot of compare it to. But when I first saw this movie, I'm going to say this flat out. When I first saw this movie, I thought it was crap. I didn't really, I didn't care for it. I was like, ah, it's, it's okay. It's not all good. This is one of those movies you have to watch multiple times mm-hmm. and it actually gets better through time. Okay. It's right. one of those okay. give it another chance type of movies. No, I, that's I, how I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I did want to mention, uh, you know, that scene where uh, Samuel L. Jackson is talking to John and he goes, no, it's a, just an evil fucking room. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we have actually, a oh, and he's talking that. about well, the uh, right entity. after that, <laughs> the subtitles, the, when the, uh, uh, bellhop comes up, and goes, Mr. Owen. Oh, and like in French or something? Well, no, it 
they call Mr. Odin. And I stopped. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Hold up. Is <laughs> on the subtitles? Yeah. Oh, somebody fucked up. You want to play Just, that clip? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Most hotels have switched to magnetics. An actual key. That's a nice touch. It's antique. We have magnetic cards also, but electronics don't seem to work in 1408. Hope you don't have a pacemaker. General manager claims that the phantom in room interferes. I have never used the word phantom. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, spirit, specter? No, you misunderstand. Whatever's in 1408 is nothing like that. Then what is it? It's an evil fucking room. See, the thing about that, that's Samuel L. Jackson. He's yeah. always got to get that fucking so, fuck yeah, in there. Fuck. It's that's so his favorite word. much sass from him. Yeah. Hope you don't got a pacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, the thing is, he became more helpful in the beginning, trying to get him to not do it. And then when he said, he said, you know, fuck it. You know, this is your thing. If this is what you're going to do, go along with it. I I can't do anything about it. At that point, he's out a $800 bottle of (laughs) cognac. He's like, you know what? Fuck you and fuck this room. Right. You go ahead. You go up there. Yeah. He just didn't want to clean up the fucking mess. Yeah, exactly. That's all it was. Yeah. He's like, I don't really care about you and your health. See, that's a funny thing is when they go into the room and uh, he says, he's saying how I'm sure the room is like dirty and, you know, full of, he says, no, Uh, we keep this room clean. We do a light turn. Once a month. It's that time of the month again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So do you guys think the 1408 is like its own pocket dimension? Yeah, so that was one of my questions. Like, do you, what do you think made this room evil? Do you, like, does it just trap you in your head and nothing's actually happening in real life? Or does it suck you into a different reality and just fuck your entire life in that way? What's the room number that's in The Shining? Oh, Uh, 120, or no, uh, 124, 127? Because what I'm curious is about two, is that Stephen King does this twice now. Because of Stephen King, it was a room in the uh, the hotel, mm. just like this one is room 1408. So he's kind of almost like copying his 237. 237. Okay, but I know it's a completely different number. But the fact is, is that Stephen yeah. King does two adapt two movies. I mean, two adaptations where it's a room in a hotel. So do you find that kind of funny that he did it for a second time? Yeah. Well, room 237 was based on like more of real stories. Like, he took inspiration from real stories at the Stanley Hotel. Um, or was it? No, it wasn't the Stanley. It was... Um, Hold on. Sammy's got to say something. Yes. What do you got, hon? Sorry. Um, as the residence king freak, I was like, no, wait, stop. Um, so what it is is Stephen King stayed at the Stanley um, ho- Hotel. Was it? Okay, it yeah, was he Stanley. stayed there. Okay. And he got spooked. Like, his his experience there, it inspired The Shining, it inspired 1408, it inspired... So it did inspire several. this? Yes. Like okay, so that's what I was those, asking. Yes. Yeah. I want to... St- uh, you ever seen the Queen Mary? I've heard of Oh, the I want to stay there so bad. That's where the um, his inspiration for the twins in The Shining came from. Yes. Oh, really? And the tricycle. Yeah. So the Queen Mary is an old cruise liner yeah. that's been retired. Well, that's what the, uh, that's what the what you call is um, uh, ghost ship is based ghost off ship, of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they took inspiration from that, too. But so many people died on that boat, um, and it, it's been retired, but it's docked as a floating museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, the, the whole answer to my question about being inspiration to 1408 being an inspiration from The Shining, that's what, it, that's what I was curious about because it's two movies based off of Room. Yes, and at their, his stay was in room 217. It's actually become known as the Stephen King Suite for yeah. the Stanley um, Hotel in Colorado. I'm sure they charge an arm and a leg to uh, the stay in. Funnily enough, somebody that I see regularly just like got to tour it and like said it was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but in the book, it was also 217. Um, so just that's, yeah, that's the clarifications. Back to you, Yen. Oh, I thank you. 
Um, so yeah, one of the things that you, cause you were mentioning the shining, um, and, uh, any kind of like bits and pieces from that. So they, the, um, at the very end, whenever Mike sets the room completely on fire, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the ax that the fireman is using to bust down the door is the axe that is used in The Shining. No shit. Really? So, I had really? a ca- so I had a cameo oh, I of the like axe. Yeah, that was the axe. cameo. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. The props have a cameo. It. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was kind of a fun little... I just yeah. I think it's really neat that this is inspired by The Shining because I, I never thought of that. I mean, they're both from, and it's about a room, but which do you think is a better story? What, I mean, between The Shining and 1408? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, that is a tough one. Um... Because for, I, the shining is not like fresh in my mind because I've been like so focused on fourteen oh eight. So yeah, I don't know. No, no, yeah, I know. So it's a kind of random question. I mean, so. you, you, there's there's bits and clips that you kind of like have in your head, like the twins and then um, Jack Nicholson's face. Yeah, because it's more of a slow. Crazy. It's more of a slow burn on the shining. Yeah, I feel like this it's was more of a slow. Line. Yeah, but I feel like this yeah. was a slow burn too because it, it just it gains well, more. Well, you get a, a a good slow intro and then it's just yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's. Maybe I mean I'm wrong, but I feel like it's a lot with some some of the Stephen King movies is that it's it's kind of like that that build up, build up, build up. A lot of his movies yeah. do that though. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you got to set the stakes. He does a really good job of that. Yeah, he reels you yeah. in slowly. Yeah. yeah. You know, like so, this one um, gets you committed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like you that know, one. Um, oh god, that's a good one. A little too. bit of Pet Cemetery. Oh, I forgot. You that know. One. Yeah. So a lot of his movies do that. I completely forgot about the mist. Oh, we oh, such yeah. a such a horrible ending not a bad ending like cinematically but oh so wait <laughs> just refresh my memory uh who directed the mist uh that's frank darabont oh, okay okay frank yeah. darabont also directed the green mile and also directed shawshank redemption i, I don't know why i kept thinking it was m night Shyamalan. <laughs> No, that was Frank Darabont. <laughs> You'd have had a better ending. <laughs> You'd have had a way better ending. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, this isn't based that much actually off of the the short story. So, um, I think the the screenwriters took a lot of pieces from um, like making a homage to some of the other movies that they had watched before, trying to get bring all that that horrorness into it. Yeah, Hor- horrorness, horror. Horrorness. Horror esque? <laughs> Horness. Yes, the Horness. Horrors! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is another one that they paid homage to that I thought was kind of interesting that I wrote down if I can find it. Or, oh, here it is. Um, so the scene when um, Mike is waving at the um, building across the, wind, uh, across the street. At the other building, remember when he's like waving his hands and yeah. he's like trying to get somebody's attention, like "Help me, help me, get me out of here." Panic room? No, no. Because that happened in Panic Room too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a different movie. I'm sorry, I didn't know well, if that was it. So that is not. Um, but maybe they took the same homage to the original movie. So this was um, they took it from a 1933 film called Duck Soup. That's I, a comedy, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, that's got the Marx Brothers. That's where they they took the mirroring image of the, the the one across the street no shit yeah it's really cool that 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 sucked though the fact that he no matter what he did he cannot get oh anybody's God. attention like you almost felt sorry for the guy yeah and, and everything else he couldn't get out of the room and everything else and um especially when you see the ghosts when you see all the ghosts yeah. of the people that are committing suicide mm-hmm. that so, was fucking crazy so would you say that this is inspiration from the cecil hotel the dolphin no 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 because 
this is about a room. A single, but I only but say that, that because hotel, of the appearance, the appearance of the hotel. Well, the the appearance of the hotel was two different things. Um, the outside of the hotel, right? Because there is no Dolphin Hotel. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, right. the um, the hotel itself is from. Um, because it, it looked to me like oh, like when they first rolled up to it, I was thinking the Cecil Hotel right off the bat. Yeah, so, yeah. I think they filmed it in two separate places. I think the hotel room was based in a place of London, or no, the the, the lo- lobby. The lobby is, is London. from London. Yeah, a hotel in London. The exterior awesome. of the hotel is from New York. Okay, where where did this hotel take place? New York. New York? Yes. Yeah. New York okay. Okay. I didn't know if it was a different city. Like, I thought I figured it was no, New York. He was he was originally from L.A. His wife. Is back in New York. Yeah, because it's a surfing days. New York. Mm-hmm. The Roosevelt Hotel for Outside. the exterior. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yep. And the lobby was from the Reform Club in London, England. So they filmed in three different hotels. I, I mean, I'm like, sure the I'm no, sure the room two. was a set. Yeah, two hotels, but then the room was a set, most likely. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like yeah. that would take up a lot of the budget, just trying to like move everything over into. That's London. what I was just thinking. No, I'm sure they probably just fucking probably borrowed the lobby with everybody there that yeah. was like already oh. in it. And just okay. maybe had some cameras. This was easily yeah. a, a lower budget film because they didn't have to do that much because it was basically just one, one set. guy, it, one it, guy, one guy, and one set. I mean, the room <laughs> yeah. basically, other than setting it on fire and stuff like that, it was basically, and it was an isolation film. It was just one person. It was mm-hmm. one of those one one actor movies, you know, like Castaway, yeah. uh, I Am Legend, where it's just one actor. You don't deal with anybody else. Well, with your question, the Cecil Hotel was a serial killer yeah. that was murdering everybody. That's good. Th- point. Throughout his hotel, it was his hotel. Yeah, that he had set up. It was a torture hotel. Well, you're, I think you're thinking H. James Holmes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, that was is it, that is that the Cecil? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty right. damn sure. Are you trashed? I'm always trashed. It's like oh, because you did have the shot of tequila in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it's yeah, only it was, he had one shot um, of tequila, and he's already trashed. I swear to God, Chase. It's okay. It's okay. Chase. It was uh, known as the Murder Hotel. God damn, this is some damn good cognac. Thank yeah. you so much, Yen. You're very welcome. Back to you, Yen. Oh, of course, like, I took a mic. Like, <laughs> Great so, fucking timing. While well, she's chewing, how did you don't feel? Don't chew into the mic. How did it's you feel? Weapon. How did you feel with your claustrophobia when he cr- crawled into the vent? I, I, um, I actually, I was watching this. dead and, body in there? Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. Sorry, the undead body? The undead body doesn't the bother dead-ish, me. dead-ish. It's anything tight spaces fuck with me. So, I, I, the, guy, the guy in the... Um, the Vince, the Ducks, was the Kevin O'Malley, the original guy who died in the room in 1912. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. He was like mummified or something like that. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Like, I mean, it wasn't until I was looking up like last minute stuff last night and I was like, oh, that makes sense because he's like super old and decayed. Yeah. yeah. Why is he in the Vince though? He didn't die in the It was the question. mouth opening for me where it split his cheeks oh, and everything. Oh, he kicked it? Rah. No, when he, when he just finally first woke up and he goes, rah, rah, and you see the... The cheeks split apart and everything. I'm like, oh, oh, that's that's nasty. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, all right, so let me clarify. A little confused. We were a little confused on yeah. um, on the Cecil Hotel and HH Homes. Yeah. Um, the Cecil Hotel is in L.A. and um, that is where um, so, um, the Black Dahlia and HH Homes. Was in Chicago with the uh, the murder hotel, so that that's where I was the confused. murder castle, murder castle. That's what there it was. We go. Yeah, so that's where I was confused with. That's yeah, because you up. you popped out off. It's like, are you? Sh- I guess. 
Just wasn't adding up, though. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> Clarified. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, so the first, uh, one of the first scenes after the um, Olin and Mike Insulin have that conversation in the elevators going up. One of the things that I was like kind of. Are you saying insulin? In, insulin? Insulin. Wait a minute. In, insulin. Oh, in, Mike Insulin. Like, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, honestly. Like, after the Cognac. Sorry. You, you, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll ignore it. Proceed, madame. I'll just take my own punishment. I can't even say punishment. Punishment. As she pours herself another drink. Are you are you for snick shit? I'm mean, for snicket? For, for what? For snicket. For snick shit. For snick You can't even say it right. That's the way I normally say it. For I always say it like that. I've been saying that for years. For snick shit. I never heard such a fucking thing in my life. <laughs> it's, a, it's in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, right? Fushnickled. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another good movie. Have you guys done that one yet? No, anyway, we should sorry. totally do Not it. Yet. Oh, yeah. I already got my Mel Brooks. Oh, sorry, that was wow. <laughs> we have, we had we've had two Mel Brooks movies, and uh, Stu did one, Ragnar did one. I'm doing Young Frankenstein down the road. That's, that's good, one I that's plan on doing. That's a great one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, back 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 to where it was. Yeah. So after so when he's going through the hallways and he's kind of paging or flipping through the the books or the papers that um olin gave him in the office and you look at the room numbers and it i mean he keeps taking a right turn and like eventually like you went in a circle dude and he runs into the table so is that where he started i th- i thought so myself it would seem that yeah, way. yeah i think so Because that's what i that's the feeling that i got and i was like what the like these room numbers for one that was kind of like the first moment of like this is kind of off kind of weird and That's he, another thing. They're like, you know, we um, we don't acknowledge the 13th floor that 1408 is on. Mm-hmm. But they only don't offer 1408. Right. So they don't acknowledge the 13th floor with all these other rooms in it. Mm-hmm. But apparently all the other rooms are still made available. Well, so 1408 equals out to the number 13. Right. Right. So that, I think, is why a lot of that room specifically... I got a question. Is there any real hotels out there where they don't let you stay in a room? Yes. Oh, actually, I just looked at that. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but there's a... Where there, there, there is like activity where people... There's, there's so much activity. They, um, I can't remember what the hell it is, but there's like CCTV security camera footage where constantly the security cards are being called up for noise complaints because they're screaming, screeching, and things banging around in the room. Um, and there's a, a fucking video where like this is happening. The security guard goes up, opens the door, shines a flashlight in there. There's nobody there. And you can like very clearly see this humanoid shaped mist walk out of the room past him. And as it does, the lights just dim right next to him and all the noise stops. Interesting. And they don't offer that room. I just wish I remember oh, what the hell. That's why I was wondering if there's any rooms that are actually that like that because if this room is based, if, wow. if Stephen King also went through that by history of uh, hotels that right. don't offer a certain room because um, somebody died in there. And oh, was, here it is. So when I was talking about the Queen Mary, they also do the same thing. They used, There's a particular room in there that's considered the most haunted. out in El- it's, it's a floating hotel museum. Um, but now they no longer allow people to stay there, if I recall correctly, starting a, a, a year or two ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah, what were you about to say? Yeah, so um, because of this movie, or maybe kind of around the same time, um, so it says, due to alleged paranormal activity, the Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio, Texas, has sealed one that of their one. rooms, yep. 1408. Yep. Oh, it was 1408. 1408. So, they, so that's what so Stephen they, King they based this off that of. Room. I mean, I don't think it's what he based no. it off of. I mean, I've never... Well, the name, the, the number, though. 
Because uh, it's 1408, 1408. I mean, that'd be kind of, you know. Well, I mean, you got to think of like correlation between like the 13th floor. It's a room number that equals out to 13. Uh, but I, you know, all the things that I read, I don't think he based his story off of. It's just funny that it's the same room, room number. That, that's the funny that's thing. That's true. There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities. You yeah. said the Emily Morgan? Uh, yeah, Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio, Texas. River City? I don't know. Sure. Oh, no, that's just a website it was pu- published on. You're good. Oh, okay. Sorry, I like spooky shit. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> no, you're fine. Like, oh, yeah, man, I'd love to be, like, a fly on the wall in a, hotel, in a haunted... So I used to do ghost hunt, ghost hunting. Oh man, really? Oh yeah, um, it's got pretty fun. Um, we'll probably talk about that some other time. Oh, yeah, but yeah. but it's it's That's a fun. blast. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, so he's going down the hotel uh, lobby area, or not the lobby, the hallways. Um, so in the short story, one of the things that I thought they could have added to the movie was when Mike Insulin's first looking at the door. Um, he notices it's crooked. And then he kind of looks around at the other doors behind him, around him. They all are straight. And he looks back at the door. Oh, it's straight again. So he's like, oh, you know, what's kind of, it's kind of fucking with my head or whatever. Whatever he told me in the office is just trying to get me psyched out for staying in this room. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the times in both the movie, I don't know if it was in the short story as much, but he's blaming the hotel manager He's blaming the liquor. Mr. Olin, like this, you you know, that he's yeah. the reason all this stuff is happening. You're not going to break me. You're trying to get me out of this room. So, but anyway, in the movie, though, he just kind of walks into the room, flips on the switch. And he's like, oh, this is it. it. Looks like your normal, you know, hotel room. You got your TV with porn on it. <laughs> you got your your windows. Your A phantom that offers turn down service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Your, your shitty, your shitty pictures. Um, Does it all start when the door closes? So he, I, you know, I didn't really notice any kind of like haunting kind of weird things until he um, looks back and sees the, the chocolates on the pillow after he's already sat on the on the bed for a few minutes. Bro, every fucking time he was leaning out that window, I'm like, you stupid yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, right? Everybody has killed themselves in this fucking room. Get out of the Who goddamn window. That? I mean, I would not, personally, I would not chance it. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, so like 15,000 people have walked out this window and died. Maybe not that much, but I'm exaggerating. Um but why would you take that chance? Yeah. I I've, yeah. So I've, again, ghost hunting, I've been pushed by <laughs> something a couple times. I'm not about to chance it there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he sees the, the chocolates on the pillow. He goes in the bathroom. The toilet paper is now folded so neatly. And he's, like, starting to become more paranoid, like some ways in the room. Somebody's trying to get me. Um, well, he thinks it's all it's, pranks at one point. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you think it, it's it's headed by Mr. Olin. Um, he's got some cameras hanging out, watching him go through all of these motions and thinking that um, they're behind the cameras making fun of him or, or whatever. So it's, it's pretty interesting. So so I can't remember, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm like faulting with my memory right now. So when he one time looks out the window, he gets jerked back in and the window shuts on his hand. Yeah. Is that when the music starts playing from the alarm clock? Well, the music started, and that's when he jumped Jerked up. Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then so, the window fell. So we're just going to play a clip of that song real quick. That that was one thing that I loved about this this song played every single time, and it kind of reminded me of Groundhog's Day. You know, whenever that song started, the day begun and everything else. But every single time that thing came on, I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm getting fucked with here." I mean, seriously. 
No, this song is creepy as fuck, and I will never ever hear the song the same again. It's creepy no matter what. Well, the song. So the, I mean, so this is by the Carpenters. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can hear. I can. I'm sure my mom listened to all kinds of the Carpenters and stuff like that growing up. And some of their songs are very much like this. Like, but um, one time I was in the store, and this song started playing and I just started like laughing kind of randomly in the aisle uh, and I'm just like no 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 because like you correlate this song with like something yeah shitty is about to happen to you and um but yeah but that that song in this whole entire show just creeped me the fuck out and that's one of the things that kind of stuck with me and when it slows it down, speeds it back oh, up yeah. again. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Do you get the heebie-jeebies? Tortured. Yeah, but wasn't it also yeah. playing well, when he like is. broke the thing? Mm-hmm. It was still like playing when it oh, broke. Yeah. Oh, it ripped it out of yeah. the wall yeah. and just kept going. Yeah. Fuck all of that. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. So one of the things they discussed in the office was nobody's been able to last longer than an hour in this room. So when it starts like going to 60 minutes and starts ticking down, somewhere around that area is where I feel like he really just started losing it you know he started seeing like the well, ghosts. it's just pop culture it's a guy they're not expecting him in the last an hour <laughs> what yeah it's that what the uh, fuck? it's that ordinary wood again <laughs> it's not that special wood no 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 sorry it, it was it was a good shot it was i tried it's yeah. not that uh it's but not that Special hardwood. It's just that. Or- yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just the ordinary, simple little. Oh, wood. sorry. Fond Blanc. By what, the way, having a second helping with that drink, it's so much better neat. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so much better neat. I, I don't like it on ice. Neat is better. Cool. Well, I mean, I, I'm still big. Oh, I forgot to mention. Like, I wanted to also kind of tie into uh, the fact that he's staying in a hotel and the whole scene with him and um, arguing. Olin. Yeah, yeah, I got Olin. that name right. Yeah. It was the other name I got wrong. <laughs> Olin, not not Wait. Odin. Now to think Olin. about it, fuck with this name. Anyway, um, he's arguing with the ref- the refrigerator, um, and you've got your little bottles of the hotel like oh. alcohol anyway. So anyway, I've also brought with you guys, I brought to you guys, um, little bottles of random alcohol that you might find in a refrigerator in a hotel. Yeah, or in an um, airplane. You know, just uh, for shits and giggles, if you. Uh, we're done after one drink of, of drinking this um, cognac, then you've got other options as well. Although Yen and Sammy has uh, both made a great idea because we added something to our wheel, which we haven't talked about. So Ta-da-da. we took off the monkey brains because nobody's really been affected by that. So uh-huh. now we have a new thing on the wheel that if you land on it, you pick from the jar. So we have a huge jar. I think we're going to turn it into a bucket, though, so we can have more room. And you have to have your eyes closed. And you pick out and pick whatever bottle, and you have to finish that bottle. So I think that's so actually sure. a really good uh, add-on to the wheel of fuckery. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Good Ooh. job, Yen. Good job, Sammy. Oh, thank you. Who else considers their favorite character in this the engineer? Oh. I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. That's why I brought him in the cast. I'm not going, I'm going to that fucking room. room. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took me a long time to figure out, like, is he actually real? Or is he just another one of the room's illusions? Isn't he like a lawyer or something in real life? Really? I, I have no idea. I, uh, I, I looked up the actor's name and I put it in the cast because I liked him. I think he's I, a I liked no. his little short role. He's a role fucking he mayor. Yeah. That's what it is. So I'm, I'm honestly the surprised mayor. that the room allowed him to open up the door and allow him to adjust to the thermostat. Technically... He could have escaped right then and there with the room, oh, the totally. door opening. He could have escaped, and then he would have been safe from the room. But right. he decided not to because he wasn't but being fucked with his. I don't think yet. the room right, would right. have let him escape. What would have done? Like just push them back, get the fuck back in here, kind yeah. of thing. I think. He, I think as soon as I think the room knew 
that he wasn't leaving and the fact that he had somebody coming in to uh to work on the AC for him and if he I think if he tried to leave yep the door would have slammed shut on him that's true mm-hmm. you know and I think if that happened more things would have happened a lot quicker yeah than yeah. you know the slow burn that it was that's true yeah, but I was definitely sure like it whenever that first happened I was like that door that door's not going to open <laughs> he's going to sit there and struggle with it it's never going to open and he's just going I don't to, think he's he going to roast. thought I think he didn't think it was going to open either yeah no I'm thinking of a different actor he's not he's not oh. a mayor my apologies not accepted fair Sorry. spin the wheel fair <laughs> well we could vote no 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 no, no. I, to, I gotta drive to like the capital of, of the state okay I don't care what, what? you're fuck it's part of the fucking rules no <laughs> You want to call a vote? That you're asking. Yeah, you're the one initiating. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just going to vote me down. I'm going to. Are you uneasy now? Are Very. You on the edge? I'm always uneasy. Uneasy. Un- Anytime un- somebody, I'm fucked up. Okay. He had like four or five <laughs> shots last night, and then he he comes back this morning, and the first thing he takes is a shot of tequila for his morning I, breakfast. I applaud you, sir. <laughs> I literally had nothing but like peanut butter crackers before I got here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do you want some apple cinnamon muffin? No, I'm good. I'm good. It's not crunchy, so you won't get in trouble. It's moist. (laughs) Moist. A moist muffin. That sounds so wrong. (laughs) It's a lot better than a dry muffin. It is. It is indeed. That's true. Um, (laughs) With a moist muffin, you can enjoy and indulge all of your senses. (laughs) You sound like Ken Kamir from the Eminem uh, (laughs) (laughs) album. You seriously say Jam Kniff. Honestly, sounded like a, a true like advertisement. <laughs> do you like to enjoy a moist muffin too? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> See, that sounded better. Oh, yeah, I'd pay two ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, so yeah. So one of the um, one of the first like creepier things. I mean, he's got his hand smashed. Whatever he's cleaning off, like hot water sprays out of the sink. And you're like, man, this room's really fucking kind of fucking with him. At oh, first. he gets fucked. I mean, especially when he falls from the ceiling. That was a fucking hard ass oh, fall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. God, I don't know how he can like roll back up from that. Uh, I'd be fine. But I'm sure the room didn't want him to die that easily. No. It's got to be of his own choice. Uh, of course. So, yeah, but he lasted longer than everybody else that was in the room. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And he survived it. Well, does. Yes. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the one hour repeats. Mm-hmm. How do we know he's the, la- the one that lasted the longest? Because he says you no can one relive has- this one hour forever, or you can take advantage of our express checkout features. That's true. But what Mr. Olin said in the office was nobody has been able to last longer than an hour, as far as they're aware of. But the people coming out never in, said I inside last- the room. Outside think the room time is different. I think so. Okay. Okay. That's why I was saying. Do you think it's a pocket dimension, or is mm. it all in your fucking head? That's tough because I feel like there's a lot of um, twists in it that really like kind of fuck with you yeah because yeah. so cause, why this room then why this know. particular room it equals out to 13 yeah but so do a lot of other hotels though i don't know you I, don't know. Know. I don't know so that yeah that's I mean, the big question why is your why number is up when it's up and it just decided to be there well isn't that mm-hmm. a pretty normal stephen king good versus evil that's basically what this was, was i mean good. that's most of your yeah but this is like that, right? i would say this is different this is a unstoppable evil yeah once you're in its clutches so it's 
Yeah. It's not a ghost. It's a room. So the room mm-hmm. is the ghost. The room yeah. is the evil. It yeah. is. So the room it's is alive. It's just fucking evil. So it's it's basically like the event yeah. horizon, how the ship came back alive. Exactly. This is the room that is yeah. came alive. Mm-hmm. So Such a good movie. Yeah. So um, in the beginning, one of the first, um, I think this might have been before the song started playing. Um, one of the kind of creepier scenes for me was when he starts hallucinating and sees his dad in the bathroom. Oh, my God. But it. it Turns from his bathroom into like this um, nursing home psych ward kind of setting. Um, care facility. Well, see, I think the room. Yeah. What the room does is it brings back all the pains that he had. Oh yeah, his it life. definitely plays on oh, all of his um, yeah hardships throughout his life Inv- and invades yeah. your mind, pokes it hard. So yeah, so um, so one of the creepy creepy um, fuck words. The creepy dad. The creepy yes. fuck. Phrase. The creepy, the creepy fuck. fuck. God. The creepy, the creepy wheelchair dad asylum guy. Yeah. The saying that he says is creepy. As you, I was. It's a good voice. As I am. As you will be. You will be. I really like that fucking piano in the background. Yeah. yeah. It gives it that edge that was right there. really well right. done. Yeah, I think it, the whole, like, it was like, and at first when I heard that, I was like, what is he saying? And then I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. So, I mean, I don't, we don't really know, is the dad dead or, you kind of just assume it when you're watching it. Yeah. Um, and nor does it mention it in the short story at all. It doesn't I, mention Yeah, I'd say he's family. either passed or lost his mind. And right. that's why he was saying, as you will be. Yeah, yeah. You're getting one or the other in this room. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what he's actually saying is is an actual uh, <laughs> phrase. Uh, it's a Latin proverb. I'm not. I'm not about to try and speak Latin for you guys today. Come but, on, you got this. I I vote for you. Uh, no. no. Okay. Fine. No. 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 Use inse unse. It's like fui quod es eres quod sum. Semper ubi sub ubi. You say fui? I don't. It's f u i q u s. C-R-I-S. This will be the third time we've done Latin in this show. We did it for Event Horizon, we did it for Tombstone, and now we're doing it for 1408. So um, so that thought that was like, that is like foretelling again. Like there's a lot of parts in this movie, it's kind of telling you like, um, like one of the moments whenever he, I think this is after he tried to escape from the window and walk his way over to the next window freak the fuck out which honestly like i am deathly afraid of heights oh gotcha. Like, i felt panicked whenever he was out there and realized the window wasn't there and he almost slipped and fell i'm like i'm like sitting there like oh my god i gotta fall i'm gonna fall I'm gonna see fall. the scene there you're doing that my scene is being stuck inside or going inside the vents yeah i just i can't do it i can't be in those tight little spaces yeah. so that scene kind of made me cringe a little bit like I, I i easily am not scared of movies not at all but when it comes to claustrophobic shit mm-hmm. it makes me sometimes i can't even watch it it because then i start thinking about it me being in that situation like what would I do? Like it, it, it freaks me out. So that means for anything. Halloween, you have to be the jackal from uh, Thirteen Ghosts, so we can put you in a straight jacket. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> I can't be. I can't be. A, oh fuck that! No. <laughs> I, Sammy can. Sammy can Why tell you. I was strapped to a bed. I, no, I was strapped down to a bed when I was in a car accident. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say something different. Oh wow, wow. Okay. No, I wasn't going sexual there. Hey, surprise. No, 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 no. I, I was in a car accident and I uh, was uh, strapped down to the bed because they thought my neck was broken oh, and the stuff like that. Oh, because yeah. you're one of those patients where no, they just strap you down? They put me down and they, they would not mm-hmm. let me out and I because was... Because you were probably aggressive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I was getting very aggressive. I bet. I mean, I think be Sammy can remember aggressive. that I was... Be, be. 
I would tell her, get me the fuck out of here. I was yelling, get me the fuck out of this thing. Because I, I could not not be able to move. Well, thank goodness I wasn't your nurse because you would have gotten a uh, rectal tube, a Foley, a... What the fuck? <laughs> An NG Pop tube. some out of there. You want to be a dick? I'm going to give you all the tubes I can possibly give. Was I a dick? Probably. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, well, I was... you're, you're tied down to the bed, so that equals you're being a dick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. Just saying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Move on. But you're not going to go for the Ativan first? Well, I mean, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, you can have some Ativan. So um, you seeing that scene over the window, that really freaked you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when him coming back in, and then like the I think this is when the windows are now bricked up. Yeah. And it, you can see on one of the bricks says something like, burn me alive. So oh. once again, that's foretelling oh, yeah. like. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We're burning. This is how. Oh, oh, well, actually, the very beginning when he's talking with the thermostat. Right. And like, it's hot. If, and he's talking on the phone like it's burning up in here. Once again, it's kind of foretelling the end of the story. This this room is going to be set on fire. That's a that good is, fucking poll. No, that is good. That's yeah. a good fucking poll. That, by the way, that is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Is the, the phone conversation? Other, other than the conversation with uh, Samuel Jackson in the beginning, but that other part when he burns the room and he just sits down, puts, starts smoking a cigarette, yeah. and just like you know, fuck this. This is the way it's going to be. Fine, I, I'm going to take. The, I'm going to fucking burn this motherfucker down. Right. I love that scene right there. That was probably one of my favorite next scenes of the movie. So, so one one of kind of also little fun facts that I found out, or not fun facts but um comparisons between the short story and the movie so the cigarette behind his ear so yes he does not smoke um in the movie he says it's more of like a, a writer's thing or whatever you superstition because like super, yeah, doesn't he yeah, set exactly. doesn't he set it on the bed or something like that yeah like he sets has this whole the, routine the, uh, he puts tray. it on the yeah. ashtray yeah. sets it nicely or, or you know whatever um so in the short story though he talks about how um, his brother actually died of lung cancer mm-hmm. and he kind he used to smoke, but then after his brother died from lung cancer, he stopped smoking, but he still was wears the, um, the cigarette behind his ear, changes it out every day, whatever. Um, I was going to say that thing must be stale as shit. Oh yeah. Well, no, he says, <laughs> yeah, it describes it in a short story. Like, you know, after you have it behind your ear and it sweats, it's all kind of like yellow and disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But you, I have a question so though. So every day when he, when he gets to the end, he's burning the room down and he starts smoking the cigarette. Do yeah. you think he was giving up right there? Do you think that was him giving up? Or was I just don't like, think he I would say he that's a last survive. stand. Yeah. He, cause he said like, unless Armageddon is going to happen or something like that, you know, it's just in case like a, like a fail safe. And I think at that moment, whenever he's burning the room down with his extremely fine cognac. Yes. <laughs> he, um, he thinks he's going to die. Like yeah. he thinks this is the end. I mean, he feels like the room is not going to let him go either way. And so, you know, it's a surprise that the fireman made it there in time, uh, to, <sighs> to actually pull him out. But does, yeah. but does the fireman actually save him though? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, Throughout this whole movie, See. I feel like there's a lot of those like mental questions. Like, did this actually really happen? Especially at the very end of the movie. I mean, uh, after he him? gets out of the hotel room. Yeah, after he supposedly gets out and he's in his house, right? And shit, he's playing the uh, the recording. Yeah, and you hear his daughter. Yeah, on there and right. But is it though? It's a recording of when he was in the room. Yeah. It, so his daughter's voice, who has already died. True. Yeah. But what do you think his daughter was his savior? But does he actually Ooh, get out though one. spiritually? Or, yeah, or is he dead and he is just living a loop? So do you think he was in a loop, like a time fu- loop? Yeah, basically. I think so because if you think about it, right? Like the room, I don't think ever lets anybody fucking go. Yeah, 
that is I think actually I take that back. I think the room will let you go if you submit and realize that this is a a more powerful being than your determination to stay there. Yeah. With his character, he's so fucking determined to actually stay there, prove mm. um, and prove a point. Prove a point that this room isn't fucking haunted. So maybe I wouldn't the ending, say the room's haunted. It's not really haunted. It's more. It's its own entity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do you think he was the ending isn't the actual ending? I think that. that like he didn't get out. I personally think <laughs> that 1408 is an entity set on collecting its own sacrifices, whether you submit or not. Yeah. So think of uh, Ghost it, Ship then. Right. At the end. When the because they, they, they're you collecting, go. yeah, they're collecting the souls, yeah, because of um, uh, that artifact in there. Yeah. Isn't there another the, movie the, where no, it takes that? Gold. Where yeah, yeah, that's the right, treasure. the cursed gold. Yeah, but in there, isn't there any yeah. movies that do that? Where basically, where a room or a ship or a place actually takes your soul, and you're a part of that. You're a part of that family of souls that are stuck and trapped yeah. in that fucking hell. Basically. Yeah, there ghosts. is. Oh, I feel like Thir- thirteen ghosts. Yeah, yeah. thirteen ghosts. Yeah. Thirteen ghosts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which one? The Shining. The Shining, yeah. 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 The Kubrick version. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys know that uh, John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson actually starred together in another Stephen King movie? No. What? Are, what? What? Eh? what? Eh? It's called Cell. Not Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Not Cell, right. but Cell. So apparently it got really horrible uh, reviews I on Rotten Tomatoes. That was just that was that pretty was, that was bad. Yeah, because it was kind of like your, your stereotypical. I've never seen that one. It, it was just so cliche, honestly. Um, yeah. God, I can't remember. Exactly. Would it come out in the night? Was it was. It was uh, 2016. Yeah. Oh, so it was more recent. Yeah. Holy shit! I, wow. And I didn't, I didn't realize that. Like, oh, I was uh, just kind of have to be like searching through things. Four out of ten on IMBD. Yeah, I mean, eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I believe this one got like a sixty or seventy percent. It was up there. Yeah, it's one of one of Stephen King's only flops. Which no, is, he's had other flops. Uh, I said more. one of. Yeah, no, he, he he's had some. I mean, like this was one of the one of the very few that shit the bed. Yeah. So while we're on topic of that, like, what would be your most favorite Stephen King? Oh, it's all right, gotta see, be I, Pet Cemetery. There, there's another one. Yeah, there it's got to go. be Pet Cemetery. The, the, the remake or the original? Original. The original. The original Jesus, one. fuck me! No, right. I'm not a monster. I, all right, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You're <laughs> an infant. I had to make sure. Uh, I'm still educated. <laughs> Shit. If I had to pick one, I see. I have two because we were talking about this, but um, I'm gonna just say two of them. But if I would pick number one, it'd be The Mist. But mm. I would say The Green Mile and The Mist. The I Green really Mile is enjoy so the fucking Green Mile. I feel like Rest the Green Mile is Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. It's so, it's, it, I feel like The Green Mile, like, if I didn't know, I would not think that, that was a Stephen King No, I wouldn't have story. either. Well, it's just like Shawshank Redemption. Also, and also Stand By Me. That's yeah. also done yeah. by Stephen King. Wow. That's a, it's based Stand on a Stephen King uh, short story. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, he's done ones that are, like, non-ghost, non-thrillers that are dramas stand by me being a drama but the uh, sh- uh um, green mile was more i don't know fantasy <laughs> fantasy type th- i don't supernatural know. supernatural there Super, you go yeah, that's, that's what i was thinking about okay. so that still dealt the supernatural but it was also very dramatic mm-hmm. uh shawshank redemption that's drama there's no supernatural oh, yeah. in that and every, everything else and the miss is more of like a sci-fi slash horror and stuff like that yeah but. i'm told i really need to see shawshank you haven't seen shawshank. what 
I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's such a baby. Are I'm you working. fucking serious? That's I'm, like one of the best really? movies of all time. My guy, I put in a lot of fucking hours at work, and I hardly have time to watch I, it. No, all right? it's okay. Chase, I, you disappoint I'm me. Let you I disappoint my not, parents, that's not, all right? That's, that's not fine. even. I'll get you all ma- matching fucking t-shirts. It's Ragnar. Okay. I can't that's, say anything because I've had a lot that I haven't. What's your favorite Stevie like, King? That's, that's not even something for the show. That's just like in general life. I know. You fucking have seen it. What's your favorite Stevie King adaptation? Um... I can't say I've watched it either. You've never seen the Shawshank either? No. I have a... What the fuck? I have a Kubrick uh, collection at home. Yes, yes, you will. Shit. I have a Kubrick's collection at home. You know, Full Metal Jacket. Spicy Motor! I swear to God. Oh, that was... Spicy Motor! Good job, my friend. Good fucking job. Spicy, so spicy, spicy. I really hate your yen name now. <laughs> God bless it. Say my name, say my name. Let's <laughs> say it fucking right. Nope, you don't. Did someone say my lord double? Did someone say my lord? God bless it. <laughs> And that is that is two separate shots, it. not a double shot, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, just to run clarification there. Yeah. So yes, sorry. All so right. I have not seen Shawshank Redemption, at least not that I can remember. I mean, there are clips and bits that you, know, you probably have seen as pictures on reviews or whatever. But I, can't I don't know how you say. have never seen that. I know. I I okay. So listen, I grew up watching. Uh, things like um, My Fair Lady, um, The Phantom of the Opera, um, with um, like all these um, older, yeah, all these. No, that one. No. Oh. Well, I mean, no. That's I did, a good I one, did see that one. Yes, I did see that one, but that was kind of like later teens. Um, but I, I grew up watching all these older movies, and my dad was into westerns and sci-fi. Fuck yeah! My mom was into like um, Barbara Streisand and and all of those older movies. So I didn't like I didn't grow up watching things like American Pie or Shawshank Redemption or, or any of those things. Unfortunately, oh, how is that, Malort? Is that the devil? Oh, it's nope. fucking delicious. Oh, by the way, so I've I've been thinking about this for a very long time about what malort actually tastes like, and I felt like it was right on my tongue, but I couldn't quite. Well, catch the idea it. is hopefully not to have it on your tongue. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So, you know how a stink bug smells? Yeah, I've never had a stink bug like stink at me. I don't know. Really, you never smashed a stink bug? I I've killed plenty of them. I've never understood what people talk talk about smell a stink. It? No. All right, so for those out there who have actually really smashed a stink bug <laughs> and have smelled what it smells like afterwards, I feel like that is what that tastes like. If I was to eat a smashed stink bug, it would taste like I can like tell you one thing, though. Like. Crystal? Yeah. Crystal is absolutely phobic of stink bugs. Really? Like, like crawling on you and all that kind of crap? Around her. Freaks the fuck out. Any shield bug like that? Oh, uh, right. Oh. What about ladybugs? Loses her shit. No, no. No, she can't do ladybugs? No, ladybugs are fine. They're, oh, that's okay. not a shield bug. Well, well it kind of has it. Wings. That's just a beetle. <laughs> okay. Fucking little bitches. <laughs> yeah, I think you're talking about the Chinese ladybugs that bite the shit out of you. Oh well, those too. So. But my old house, uh, every uh, spring and summer. Oh, you had you were infested. Would get, oh, yeah. would get infested in one fucking room. Yep. In only one room. <laughs> one and it was hole. our fucking, it was our bathroom in uh, in our room. Was it like pick up handfuls of them infested? Yeah. So Ugh. somehow I would have to take our fucking vacuum in there about 
they have once a week. Damn. Okay, to get so them. you know and I would the have smell? to suck them out of the fucking light fixtures <laughs> and shit. Yeah, dude. Like it fucking sucked ass. It didn't matter what I did to secure that bathroom. Mm-mm. No, that's it still rough. fucking got in. You know, oh, there there, there rough, was like bro. a year or two where we had a sink bump, like like uh, um, like a whole bunch of them all over the place. Like, oh, yeah. Early two thousand. Japanese wasn't beetle. It? No, it was actually uh, a couple years ago. Oh, 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 yeah. You go out in your vehicle and there's a stink bug everywhere. Like everywhere you'd always find. Oh, a stink, stink bugs. bugs. I thought yeah. you were saying the. the there was also a time where we had ladybugs all over the place and Japanese beetles and oh, yeah. then cicadas and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I'm back to the movie. I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, you're good. Ragnar. Before your uh, favorite before Ron yeah. said my name clearly as day. Good job. It's beautiful. Well, I got a shot for it, so there you go. So I've got um I'm torn <laughs> between punishment. two. Uh one is uh thinner. Thinner. And really? Uh, oh shit. What? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah, you need to get out I just more. didn't say anything. Do I need to just take rec- like some punishment shots? No, no, no. You yes. yes, chase yes, is you worse do. than you. Yes, you do. <laughs> Chase is worse than you. Chase is a whole lot worse than you. Oh, good. See? Okay. Thank you. I'm working on it. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Yeah, so I'm uh, here to please. I'm torn between uh Thinner and uh Pet Cemetery. Okay. Okay. So Pet Cemetery is good. Because that's like zombified like zombies coming back out of the grave and stuff like that. Especially the little kid. That little kid in Pet Cemetery is fucking awesome. Yes. That's um, why you never bury your fucking animals in the pet cemetery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or your kid for that fucking matter. Yeah, yep. not a good idea. Nope. So there's a place in India that everybody swears up and down that if that that shit actually happens. I'm not surprised over that. Uh, it, it's it's this pit. It's like 14 or 16 feet across, and it's like stone all around it, mm-hmm. and it's just this fucking hole. Um, I don't know how deep it goes, but I, I read something about that in an article a couple of years just back. Throw fucking like, dead animals and family members and they in there. Swear to God, they'll come back. Peanut gallery, Sammy. I'd like to. <laughs> I, I'd like you to cameo and ask you what is your favorite Stephen King adaptation. I'm. I'm. I'm going to do two because one is film and one's miniseries. Okay. Okay. The Outsider book to miniseries, amazing. Okay. Um, that was a phenomenal adaptation. Uh, highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. If you haven't seen it, it's it's really really good. What's your second one? Um, my second one. I have to go with the staple. I have. To, I have to go with it. Okay. I love it. I love Pennywise. It's, it's my, I'm literally sitting on a Pennywise pillow. Like we have blankets. Like I absolutely love. We Pennywise. have a fucking animatronic of Pennywise. I do. I, I have the Funko Pop. Didn't that scare I, the shit out of like a Stanley Steamers guy? No, it was our bug guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was our bug guy. And yes. He Put, him right, on his ass. Chloroph- Put him right on his ass. He apparently has, suffers from chlorophobia. And we did yeah. not know that. Love it. Um, Sorry, yes. dude. So yeah, I have to go with it. All right. Yeah. And so what is your favorite Stephen King adaptation? So... Is it uh, this one? No. I probably would not say this is my top one. Um, okay. I would actually go with probably not a very popular one, but The Dreamcatcher. Yeah. That's um, pretty good. The, the movie? Yes. So I, I heard the movie. A lot of people think yet. it's completely disastrous compared to the book. So I, I tried to read the book, honestly. Um, and this is right when maybe I was in like early college, maybe. But it uh, I couldn't get through it because he was so... like. Setting it up, he was so wordy. Writers and, do that. Yeah. I mean, and he was trying to set the scene. I, I, I get it. I get it. But uh, so I have not actually read the book. Um, but, you know, watching the movie, like the red stuff and <laughs> I don't know how it ends up being on people's asses, but it, it comes out of your butthole and um, they kind of just get overwhelmed with, with that, all that. What the fuck? Uh, have you ever seen Dreamcatcher? Yeah, I have. A long time ago. Yeah. But yeah. Like the bugs coming the, out of the fucking like ad, the toilet. Like diarrhea of red 
shit and that, slug I don't bugs. Know. But like anyway, slug like, bugs or something like that. That that movie is always giving me like the the heebie-jeebies. Makes uh, you fart too. I remember the people farting. Before yes, and it was like the, the the most horrid smell you've ever smelled before. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. But this would be like it definitely would be a, a close second. Okay. Yeah. Can't say I've seen much more Stephen King adaptations. Now I have a question about uh, this movie. Um, the whole ordeal with him and his daughter, and how. Right. The room kept like bringing his daughter up, basically for the whole ordeal, and you know, bringing oh, the past so of losing fun. his his daughter was uh, died during camp for t- cancer or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did but you think that- really say? It, it, did they really ever say that like she was dying of cancer? But you could tell like she was sickly, um, something was going on. And then they kind of keep shooting at pictures of him and his wife having ar- these arguments about like we should have tried harder, we yeah. should have done everything for that we possibly could. And that scene was heartbreaking, though. Oh my oh god, my yeah. Gosh. It was. I mean. Yeah, so the room definitely plays on his um, his hurts, uh, his pains, his pain, his yeah, his deepest pains, um, and this was one of them that just kept stabbing at. Um, so one of the the scenes that we're going to have uh, play for you is of one of the last interactions he has with his daughter. And it was just, it, honestly, it was heartbreaking. Like, I was actually crying. And I don't usually cry at, like, horror movies or sad movies or right. scary movies, but this, this got me. It's got me good. I love you, Daddy. Don't you love me anymore? Of course I do, sweetheart. There we go. I got you now. I got you now, okay? Oh, my God. Well, let me stay. Yes, they will. They won't let me stay. What? No, no, no. Nobody's ever going to take you away again. I got you now, okay? John Cusack's oh, acting God. in this was very good. Yeah, it was. Do you love me, Dad? Of course I do. I love you more than anything in the world. I wish we could stay together. You, me, and Mom. We can. We can. We can. I got you right here. I got you right here, sweetie. Everything's fine. Everything's so fine. Oh, so if that doesn't bring you it's down. It's a fucking... Ron it's a tearing, rough scene. Ron is tearing up right I'm now. not tearing up. I, I have a daughter. I can't help it. I mean, You have two no, daughters. It, it, well, yeah. Honestly. Well, like, she also has at least one. Things with dads and daughters get to me. I can't help it. I it, when you have your own daughter, you see, you don't have daughters. You have boys, so it's different. I fuck you. How is it different? Children are children. Well, that's true. At that age, yeah. Tell me, how is that fucking different? Because I have boys and you have girls. I guess that's Uh-oh. not different. Uh-oh, it I doesn't. World War III. <laughs> it fucking doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's not even close to being the same fucking thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. More sentimental things, maybe with daughters, but it's still the same. You know what? Yeah. I deserve a shot for that. I'm going to yeah. take a shot. Uh-oh. Okay, then. That was wrong. That, that, was, that was off-putting. I, I, How dare you? I'm, I'm going to take a shot for that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. So Ragnar was gonna beat the crap out of me on the air. Oh, <laughs> he would do that. Take a shot, motherfucker. <laughs> he also is tearing up. He needs a reason to be tearing up because it too affected him. Just breathe. Oh. Yeah. Just breathe so out. what? What was that? Honestly, that was watermelon juice. It's a watermelon. Are we back to watermelon? Didn't you like change to something for a few minutes? And then oh, no, that's like been my punishment shot. Always. Yeah. That's oh. uh, it. See. All right. I went it's a pe- newer one. I, I brought it to. I was talking about oh, Storm sweet. of the Century outside. Of you. Storm of the Century. Yeah, I've heard of that. that. That's the movie I was talking about. Yeah, I've heard about that yeah. one. Sorry, it's a good movie. So yeah. Damn. So Katie is played by Jasmine Jessica Anthony, um, and I, you know, I have to give props to her too. If you're going to give props to the damn guy in the in the doorway fixing the the 
freaking. <laughs> I ain't going in that fucking room. I ain't going in that fucking room. <laughs> but I want to give props to Katie, who uh, who plays his daughter. And um, at that end of the scene, um, and I think the music must play again at that time because it's kind of like that jarring motion, that jarring sound. And she just turns to ash, and then she, he like crumbles in his arms. Like I was bawling. You know I, what other movie that's from? Another movie that also copies that? Shutter Island. Oh, yeah. yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, wife, basically, That's he's holding good. onto her, and then mm-hmm. she just falls around in ash, and she's gone, and uh, he's just like... Yeah, and he's trying to like scoop up her, her ashes, and it's just so heartbreaking. Like, I was, I was, in, I was in tears. I will, not, I will not deny it. It was a powerful scene. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, and the fact that he lost—I mean, and nobody wants to lose their kid. That's that's the worst thing in the world to yeah. do—is to lose your kid like that, especially at that young of age. Nobody, as the uh, king and uh, um, Lord of the Rings, um, uh, the two towers would say, uh, if a parent should never have to bury his kid. Yeah, you know that that that's that's true right there, and that's very sad. And the fact that the room brings that pain back—that's got to be very hard for him, and that's got to be very terrorizing. So one of the other things I wanted to touch on was squirrel. Like, a squirrel. <laughs> that would be funny Outside. if a squirrel was in the room. <laughs> Fucking squirrel. raccoon, my luck. All you hear is like a bunch of wrestling and people screaming. Or you see him just like turn around from the window and he sees the fucking cigarette on the uh, coffee table and the squirrel smoking the cigarette. Oh, it's like, now I'm really fu- getting fucked up here. Uh, <laughs> what have I been drinking? Um, is Absinthe. The- <laughs> yeah. See, that's another thing. Another thing about it is having that expensive bottle and drinking it and wondering if he's just, you know, going oh, stir-crazy. He, like, yeah. he drugged me. He yeah. That's what he, he thought. Me. He drugged yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he was he just drunk. It. Yeah, and he, he definitely thought that uh, during his yeah. paranoia. It was all so. just a really bad acid trip. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, so one of the things I wanted to touch on also was the twist in the movie. I think it's a big deal. Like, um, the writers ended up, um, you know, building all this crap, and all of a sudden, bam, he's in a hospital with his wife. Um and it's like nothing had ever happened. It was just a bad dream. So when I first watched it, and also maybe a little bit on the on the rewatch because it had been a, a couple of years since I'd seen it, um, I was drawn in. I was like, oh, fuck, was this all just like a, a bad dream and a part of his, you know, in his mind? And he's just living his life once again with his wife, writing his books. And then all of a sudden it cuts to the post office where he's um, submitting his like manuscript for his book or whatever. And then people, and then he recognizes the bellhop from the hotel as the guy behind the post office desk. And uh, wasn't that what you were talking about in the beginning? Yeah, that's the guy, right? What? The, that's what you were talking about in the beginning, right? The post office. Come, yeah, come, um, come back, come back office. to us, Angeline Potts. Sorry, I was reading uh, information about the like three different endings that they had for this movie. Oh, oh yeah. I know. actually, Yen has something about that. Yeah, yeah I'll get into that. Too. Um, but yeah, Andrew Lee Potts was the post office the first time. Yeah. So first, first he was the bellhop that he saw right. in the lobby, and then when he recognizes him in the post office, and then he was like, "Wait a minute." You know, something's wrong here. And then he turns around and all these construction workers that are in the post office just start busting down the walls and busting on the floor. And you see that that same saying on the brick um, behind the drywall. Yeah. Burn me alive. And it's like, oh, shit. And I think it's when he starts noticing. And they do this this camera angle a couple of times in the movie. I think it's called like arc arc angle or something where they spin around the main characters to kind of help bring you into the main people. Oh, yeah. where they have that crescent and they run the camera on the track around them. Yeah, like well, like whenever um, Mr. Olin and Mike are in the lobby and you can the camera is basically spinning around them. Yeah. Trying to bring you into that conversation. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens to him in this um, post office is he's just spinning around um, 
focusing on him. And like, he's like, oh my God, I'm going out of my mind. I was out, I was out, I was out. And then he's back in the room Surprise, again. Surprise, motherfucker. It's like, fuck. But, um. That was a complete mind fuck. Because you really, yeah. really, it made it really sound like he was, he was, he was safe and he was out of the, it did. Oh, yeah. back it, it right really in the did. room. And I've seen, I, I know other movies that have done that to do where they, where they kind of make you think that you're out of this fucking nightmare and then you're still fucking in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it fucks with you. So, yeah. So in the end, when he's like, you know what, in the, the clock resets from, you know, 60 minutes back or from zero minutes back to 60 minutes and he's having to relive this hour once again, he's like, you know what, fuck it. Um, I think at one point, I just want to mention also the phone ringing at the very end. I can't remember what his, his comment was through the phone, but he was talking about, uh, or, or through the phone, you hear the nine, nine, this is nine, all your friends are dead and all that stuff. So that's a big part in the short story. And when it was read by Stephen King himself in the short story, it sounded so menacing. And I wish they would have kind of played more on that in the movie. Yeah. Instead of just having that tidbit at the very end. And then, yeah. you know, you see the phone melt in the movie. But yeah, if you ever guys ever get a chance to listen to the, sh- the short story, um, I'll it's, definitely have to check it out. It's, it's, it's really cool because. And it's read by Stephen King? This one is, yeah. Oh, cool. Not all of his short stories are read by him, but this one was. Um, but it's the, the sound of his voice when he's saying those words. Um, are really kind of haunting. I was, I was telling Sammy about it earlier. I was like, you know who had been really great at saying that would be um, Willem Dafoe. Um, just hearing his voice. <laughs> nine, nine. This is nine. You know, this kind the of the Green like, Goblin voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty I neat. fucking love Willem Dafoe. Yeah, so. Loved him uh, in the North, man. Loved him in that. Fuck. I love that movie. Sorry. Norseman? Okay. Anyway. What did he say? <laughs> you haven't seen it? No, you said North. Have you seen it? North? No, not yet. Oh God! I just always thought it was, I thought it was Norseman. Fucking amazing! Movie. No, that's, that's the TV show. show. That's right. Yeah. Norse. Sorry, off subject. Apologize. Norse, Norse, Norse. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So then he's he makes a, um, a bomb basically out of his very expensive um, oh, um, cocktail co- Molotov, yeah. mm-hmm. and then just decides to light the room on fire and um, smokes a cigarette and just like you know what. You got you win. I'm I'm fuck it. Yep. I'm, I'm just gonna sit here. I, I love that. I really enjoyed that. Like I said, that was one of my second favorite scenes. Yeah. So. So, um, in research of this movie, I found out that there are three actually different endings uh, for this movie. Yeah, I'm really curious to hear about these. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you have the the one that they kind of went with for the theatrical um, ending, the one that they showed in the theaters, and ones that you will now be able to view. I think um, I ended up renting it off of uh, Amazon Prime. To be able to rewatch this, um, so you know the one we're used to, where uh, Mike survives the hotel room, he gets back with Lily, who's ex or not really ex wife, separated wife. More of a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and see, then that's he's, not the he's ending I saw. Playing the tape recorder um, in his room, and she's kind of like packing some boxes, and um, they found his mini tape recorder, and he plays it, and her uh, his daughter's voice, Katie, kind of starts shows up, and Lily, the wife, looks over and is like oh my God, all this was real. And he just kind of has this look on his face like, see, I fucking told you I'm not making this shit up. So that was one of the endings. But the other ending that they had on Blu-ray was, um, I think this was it, yeah. So Mike dies in the fire. Um, There is a funeral that's being held. Uh, Mr. Olin, 
uh, attends the funeral, tries to give the belongings to Lily and his the guy who's his uh, produ- uh, editor, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, I think it was Shabab. Uh, uh, the character. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's a Jewish actor, I believe, and he's yeah, in yeah. a lot. He, he plays Monk, I believe, in the Monk series. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Shabab. Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. He's in Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, so, he's also in uh, Pain and Gain, which I love that movie. Yeah, so he tries to give his Mike's um, belongings back to them. They're like, no, 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 we don't want it. Mike Olin hears uh, the recording in his ear of Katie's voice, then ends up seeing Katie kind of walk in along the graveyard. There's one of those shock moments of uh, Mike being in his back seat, yep. like burnt to a crisp. And then it kind of cuts over to the hotel room. It's completely gutted at that point. Well, he's standing at the. Because when he's talking to Lily and the editor, yeah. um, he, uh, Olin's like, just, you know, I'm sorry, but what you what he did, he's a hero. Yeah. No one will be able to stay in that room again. And she's like, would you just cut it out? Can't you, you see that we're grieving? Yeah. She's <sighs> like, can't you see that, that we're grieving? We need some time. And he takes the box back with him. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So I've never seen the other ending besides, you know, the, the one they showed up in theaters. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I think I did see I that. I want to see it. Right. But what, what, what ending do you like the better? Do you like the theatrical ending? Well, I haven't got to all of them yet. She still has one Can more. Can you give me a minute? Oh, sorry. I was interrupting. Yeah. Now you just have to jump back on off. the train, huh? I, back off, Ron. All right. Back off. That's my fault. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> back sorry. down. So, uh, so, yeah, so you see Mike in the window in the, ho- in the gutta hotel room. Um, you hear his daughter's voice in the background, and it kind of he walks away and fades, and that's the end. Well, Katie, Katie is in the room. And oh, go, he's in the room. Okay. She's like, well, come on, Daddy. Oh, interesting. And he's sitting there looking out the window, smoking, and he goes, I'll be there in a minute, picks up his jacket. And he's he looks perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. The whole building's burned out, tosses a cigarette, throws on his jacket, and walks out the door out the hotel door. Oh wow. Um or not the like the main entrance, but mm-hmm. the, the room? entrance to the room. Oh okay. And he actually finally walks out, but obviously he's dead. Yeah. Right. Wow. See, I want to see that. I thought it was pretty good. I like that. <sighs> I think I've seen that before. You might have. I think I've seen that ending before because I, I think we owned this on Blu-ray at one point. We've seen all three. Yeah, I, I remember that one. I, don't, I, I even remember the burnt to the crisp scene. Yeah, yeah, we've seen all three. Yeah, we've had it on multiple formats. Yeah. So the other ending that I found was um, Mike dies in the fire. The sounds of his funeral are kind of more dubbed over scenes of L.A. Oh, it's not um, that song playing in the background. Mm-hmm. We just begun. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Um, Lily and Sam go through the items, and Sam is the his executor of estate, like lawyer guy thing. Editor. Oh, editor, editor lawyer. No, they ha- they have a, they lawyer. Have a lawyer. It's a word, but the, I can't remember the word. Producer? No, not producer. Anyway, editor. The handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> so Sam's going through his stuff, finds the manuscript that Mike apparently wrote while he was in the room. And I don't remember in any part of the movie where Mike is actually writing a manuscript. Yeah, that's he's right. recording. He's recording and everything. Like, yeah. The bits and record, if you think, if you listen to what he's actually taking clips of with his recorder, it's very scattered. And you can tell with those recordings, like how his mind has just become so deranged and like yeah. off the, the coasters and everything. Um, but anyway, sorry, coming back to that. Um, so they're in his office, he finds a manuscript, he reads it while you can hear the audio of, of what was actually recorded. And then that's when you hear Mike's father saying, as I was, you are, as I am, you will be. Oh, the same one that the father said. And that's the end. Yeah. So, so those were the three endings that they kind of played with. They all sound um, very familiar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So what scene would you, which scene would you recommend? Um, 
I'm I'm a sucker for a good ending. So I would I would go with the one that they stuck with. The theatrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where he survives because I'm I okay, so I watched The Perfect Storm and that was one of the movies where I was like I fucking hate this movie because movie. everybody dies in the end. Everybody dies. And I I will for this moment on, I will never watch that movie again because I don't I don't like it when I like the main characters no, don't survive. There's another one that's actually like the perfect storm, but it's about firefighters. Uh, Josh Brolin's in it. Oh yeah, I think I watched Backdraft. that too, and I couldn't watch yeah. that no, either. No, not backdraft. Oh. No? This, this one uh, it, it came out oh, a couple years it was, ago. Uh, it's wildfires. a number, right? Yeah, the wildfire one. Yeah, about the wildfires in California, I believe, oh, or something yeah. like that. So it's exactly like perfect storm. It was like you you expect somebody to survive, and nobody survived that. So mm. yeah, so um, so yeah, which which ending would you guys go with? I go with theatrical. I I think theatrical was good, but you know what. The the scene that uh, where he's walking out with his daughter and he's dead in the room mm-hmm. that seems more of like a Stephen King ending. Yeah, that, yeah. I prefer that. Just I because think that one there is better because it, it still shows you. No, it doesn't water down the power of whatever fourteen oh eight is. Yeah, but also it may, it's almost like a happier ending because he gets to be with his daughter. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's that's things wouldn't be working out with Lily anyway. Yeah, I think. exactly. You know, but what about when the room froze over? What do you mean? What about it? When I got like a whole blizzard inside the room and it was all yeah. cold. Yeah. And he's trying to get a hold of his wife. Or yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wife, so that's another thing. Like, oh, so- yeah, because it did, that left that completely open-ended, on at least in the part where he dies. Yeah. Um, You don't know if she showed up to the room or not. Mm-hmm. But I guess since it blew up before she got there, I guess that does kind of answer it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Mr. Owen mentioned in the beginning, like, electronics don't work in this room. So how did his laptop work? Well, did the it, room allow well, him it to did, use it? but it, it did, did because it, it then, you know. He's trying to drag you him. You see the. Well, the, it, it the took over the camera. Over. Yeah. And was like, no, come on, come up here. Just, you know, walk mm-hmm. past the firefighters. Just come on in the room. So it was trying to play her. Yeah. Trying to get her into the it room. It was trying to lure another, another sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Sorry. So. One more, like, last good question to ask you guys. Do you think you would have lasted an hour in that room? No. This is a deep question. <clears throat> deep, deep. Sorry, don't get too pressed to this. <laughs> See, if you said yes, you'd be very cocky to say that you would because anybody would probably say that, they, yeah, they would survive that room, but... I'd like to think I, I don't. Would. I don't think I would I just, be. I, I, I don't know. You know what? That's a hard question. That's I'd like a to re- think so. I'd like to try like but, yeah yeah but, but the when, room like, the brings out like shit that you don't even all know your demons about. all your skeletons your closet oh, basically yeah. well because i feel like that, that brings up the as you go through these tortures are you just becoming more and more mentally scattered and deranged to the point where you won't be able to figure out if you can get out or not yeah well, it breaks you down. It breaks you. Yeah, because it's like yeah. can you you want to re- relive this mm-hmm. and your second time it's not like Going through those tortures, I don't think that you would be able to push through over and over to try and think your way out of it. Yeah. Because you're getting properly fucking mentally broken down each time so much. Probably not. The yeah. human mind can only take Ex- so much. Exactly. That, that's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. It can only take so much trauma. Yeah. You might so be making you might be able to make it. Two cycles, but it would also yeah, damage you for your future living. I mean, it would basically damage you. Oh like yeah, if would, you get if out of there, you're out, you're yeah. basically it, it, it could make you go crazy. You could probably end up in an asylum. You know, be mm. crazy for the rest of your life. I mean, because well, that's yeah. the whole yeah. thing. He thought he was out, and then he wasn't. Yeah. So the whole rest of your life, you would be freaking out about 
my God, am I going to wake up in there again? Yeah. yeah. You can never stay Every in a hotel morning. room again. <laughs> yeah. Never again. Yeah. yeah. And then, I'd yeah. probably just check the fuck out. And if you did, a door would be open <laughs> all yeah. the time. It's a good question, by the way. I was, yeah. I was, what was your answer? Um, I, I, I don't know. You don't think you can do it? I'd probably push through for a second cycle and then just. But yeah. see, if there's a reward at the end of it. But there isn't. A reward saying, is maybe you get that. to live with this fucking screwed up brain now. Yeah. If there is, though. Like, because I know there's places that will offer you, um, like, X amount of dollars if you can stay 24 hours mm-hmm. in these places and shit. There's a guy. But that, that's you know. where you basically have to have the reputation of being very cocky. So, oh, I can yeah. do this. I can fucking do it. So and then you finally do it. And you find out that you're actually a weaker person than what you really are. There's yeah. a guy that runs a, a moving um, haunted house. Oh, but how can you do that? Yeah, that or yeah. How can you? Here's the thing: it's things... not really a haunted house. Okay. Okay. You sign Thank a you. waiver where they can touch you, they can torture you, and to begin this, you show up somewhere, they grab they you off the street, yeah. abduct you, tie you up, and hood you, take you to the fucking house, and they will literally, like, straight up saw shit. Okay, spray you with cold water until you you're hardly able to put you in a move. casket. Put you in a casket, cover you in bugs, why? bury you alive. You sign up for this shit too. You have to sign like a fucking release form. But, but why would anybody <laughs> want to do that? People just like the fucking. Uh, if you the, can the make adrenaline. it through, there's a prize. I think it's a cash uh, million dollar prize or something. Cash. Um, it's You'll fucking be weird. All of that on therapy. McKamey Manor. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but they've gone. They've gone under so many like uh, lawsuits for it because mm-hmm. it's it's honestly inhumane what yeah. they put you through. Yeah. I, I get that, but people can't set a lawsuit against. Oh, yeah. there's, there's, like there's, a ne- there's a Netflix documentary on it. Hundred percent. It's do a fucked. Lot of shit for a million dollars. <sighs> it's fucked. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, I don't. What's it called? I don't think. McKamey Manor. We're getting him a GoPro for but this. The thing is, <laughs> no, no, like so, like Chase was saying, like what they'll do is like they, they'll legit like waterboard people. They will like drown them and resuscitate them. Basically, like they do stuff that it is. It's it's not a haunted house. It's it's legitimate like torture. It's basically. absolutely torture. Yeah. Two more bits. I don't have any more questions, but just a couple fun facts that I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. One, Mary McCormick was pregnant through I think most of this or all of the the show. Oh she's, really? Yeah, she's Lily. Yeah. Oh wow. Just oh. I guess that's why they showed her just sitting down most of the time. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of a fucking uh, 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 the uh, webcam, yep. the uh, 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 FaceTime video or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, if you ever noticed when, I mean, there's a lot of like weird things, like whenever he looks at the Bible and he first walks into the room and he throws it down the table, it's backwards. The mm-hmm. words are backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like weird. I mean, first I, I, know, I, I looked at that. it, I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's just a real, like a reflection it's off of the, the mirror. Inver- the inverse Holy script. Right. So that was kind of one of those other mm-hmm. foretelling things. Um, but uh, another thing was when Mike, when the sprinkler starts going off. And Mike hit, hits it with like a chair. What was leg. that supposed to do? I don't know if you guys know so, how these things work. Exactly. Okay, that is not going to turn that shit off. Exactly. And that was one of the things <laughs> the like, sprinkler? that's not how a sprinkler oh. is designed. It doesn't just stop uh, once you hit like, it. Like straight up, I screamed at the TV when that happened. Like, what are you no! doing? <laughs> Interesting. Gosh. I'm how much you, you had? As I slur the question, yeah, I'm a great one to ask. Well, you know, I added some tequila rose with some chocolate something or other, and then that you like those really sweet things. I swear to God, that's that's like yeah. your main thing. Well, I've noticed that is your your, your mm-hmm. thing. Sweet, like sweet. creamy drinks too. Like you know, like chocolate, yeah. like the Godiva chocolate. Diabetes thing. at the bottom of the glass, basically. 100%. Yeah, anything oh, yeah. buttery. 
Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Anything fruity, uh, anything uh, creamy. Yep. I got one more. But go ahead. It's, it's not a... Una mas. Okay. Well, Bring it up. I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it. So whenever um, Mike has the accident with the surfboard and yeah. he gets washed up onto the shore. Yeah. So on his arm of his wetsuit, you can see Psycho 1. So that is, um, I think they said they might kind of play to Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 classic. Um, but then when you look up into the sky and you see the plane with the, the banner behind it, like I looked at that and I was like, there's got to be some sort of tie with the movie. Like, why is it so important about this, this, this plane up in the sky? Yeah. And I didn't get it until I read this. And apparently the last four digits on the phone number on that banner is 1408. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, and I feel like every once in a while, there's some random ass shit that's in this um, movie that kind of ties to something he may have seen before, and you know, and it kind of wonders like, is it part of his mind making up all of these things that are happening in the room? Yeah. Uh, or fucked in the is head with the a room? surfboard? Like, is that the whole cause of the whole die movie? In the surf? Like, <laughs> and that's one of the other things. Like, did he actually drown? Uh, after he had the accident with the surfboard, and this is all just some weird afterlife thing. Did he actually go yeah. there, though? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so that oh. was really twisted. Oh, that's and that was, uh, that was not actually part in the, in the short story either. No, no, no. So, like, if you're thinking about that, because honestly, and I, I mentioned this off air, but I think that the hotel room represents hell. Okay, I really do. I think yeah. that's that's what it is. I think it is his version of hell. And if you're going in the round of oh he he drowned on the beach and he's constructed his own, then literally going through the lobby would be almost the limbo prior to him in basically being like, No, I want to go to hell and meanwhile, if you're thinking about it though, there's a way that Olin is trying to be like, No, dude, trust me, you don't want to go that way. You don't want to do it. And then by doing it, he damns himself. Yeah. And then he's stuck in this situ, in this literally in this room, and it's all of his demons. It's everything. It's his deepest, darkest secrets. It's his biggest regrets, and you never truly know if he ever actually gets out of it. Yeah. So I just thought that that was kind of a interesting thing. All right. So you want to go to the pie reviews? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to start with Chase first, and we will end with you. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 You're yeah, on the you, spot, dude. Clockwise. What you got? Okay. Uh, critically. <laughs> Honestly, it was really well put together. Um, it could have done better with a couple of the effects. Um, could have been a little bit better thought out in some of the small things. But mm. I can't say that that damns this movie. Um, critically speaking, I would have to give this probably a four and a quarter. They did very well. The acting was on point. The dialogue was was done well. There wasn't anything in there that was unnecessary, I think. It delivered on what it wanted to be. It delivered on what it was supposed to be, and it kept you involved. Enjoyment-wise, I wish it really lived up to it. Um, I'm not going to say I didn't like the movie, um, but I'd probably give this a three and a half. Um, Definitely a good, solid film that I would recommend to somebody if they want a a little mind twister. And yeah, so yeah. All right. All right, so um, and you this this was this was so different because um, I watched this the first time and I said it the first time I watched it I was like eh, it was okay it wasn't anything special, but watching it I think I've watched this is like the third time I've watched it and watching it the second time I was like ah eh, this, this is not bad and then the third time I actually enjoyed it more still not my go to but 
I thought it was very well made. I thought the acting of John Cusack was perfect. I thought he did a great job in the role. I thought Samuel Jackson, for the small, short role that he did, was great, especially that whole conversation between, you know, trying to get him not to stay in that room. I, I fucking loved it. Well, so even in the room. Huh? Even in the room on the phone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I you know? I seriously thought that the acting was, was, was solid and the special effects, especially with the room catching on fire and the fucking, uh, the room almost being like a blizzard inside yeah. the room. The fucking ghost appar- uh, apparitions were actually really cool. Seeing the. That was them- an interesting take. Yeah. I didn't like those. You didn't like those? It was like the hologram tr- projector yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's what I didn't like. I, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. I enjoyed that. So, critically, I would give this a four. I would actually give this a good critical for a four. Now, for enjoyment, um, I would give this a three. The thing is, I still enjoy it. Three is still a very good review. I think three is it's over uh, half. It's it's still over because two and a half would be right at the half point point. Mm-hmm. This is a three. I'd watch this again. I'd recommend it, but it's not my go. What the fuck? What? What are you laughing at? What? You're explaining how... Division works. Yeah. Yeah. Explaining halves and three. Well, yeah, shut up. Half Just of saying. five is two and a half. Well. Three is a slightly larger than two and a half, so it's more uh, than I can't. I, I can't say, I can't say I, anything I, about his math, because last time he said I wasn't going to get fucked up for it, so. Oh, yeah, for the. Oh, my bad. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, so sorry. It's all good. Whatever uh, you say, sir. It's all good, but basically, I'm going to say this. It's an enjoyable film, but I, I think The Shining is so much better than this. I thought that was more epic and great. And I love Stanley Kubrick, but this one is just it. It has a lot of high points in it, and it has a lot of low points. Um, I could have seen this being more R-rated. I wonder if it would have been a lot better with a lot more, you know, hardcore. You know, just the the, the language, the, you the want violence. More fucks? What fuck the ghost? You want more fucks? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I, I didn't. I thought you fuck said use. Oh, like okay. People fucking. <laughs> I, I mean, that would have been great if him just sitting in there holding the cigarette Random and says, nudity. fuck you, room, this is what you get, and everything else, because yeah. you do get that one fucking a PG-13 film, evil fucking room, but mm-hmm. overall, it's a good movie. It's, I, it, it, in fact, even us talking about it, it changed my review by a quarter, because okay. I was actually at, no, seriously, oh, friend. Wow. Yeah, no, because I was going to do a quarter. Whoa. Well, yeah. You know, it's a quarter. Come on. It was it was a three and three quarters for Critical Before, but now I put it for a four because really this is, was a really well-made film. And uh, okay. the other movies that he's done, no, I, like I said, a three and a four, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would hugely recommend this, but uh, yeah, this was, this was a good little solid little uh, horror movie. I mean, would you call this horror? Would you call this a, thriller, a psych- uh, psychological thriller? I mean, if you look on... Um, psychological horror? Yeah. If you look on Rotten horror. Tomatoes or any of the like review uh, sites, it does state that it's a horror or a psychological thriller. That's what I would see it yeah. as, but a lot of supernatural and stuff like that. But yeah. it, it was good. So, Ragnar, how about you? I liked the movie. It was enjoyable. Oh no, this is this is going to be low. But he was no. confused. I was not confused. I just <laughs> watched. Did you, how many times did you rewatch? <laughs> I've seen it a handful of times. Okay, that's why I like it. Um, the only thing okay. I didn't like was the uh, the fucking hologram, the projector of um, of the ghost. So I know going out the yeah. why they were. It was supposed to be very. 50s esque, yeah, and that I was the resolution that. you were getting. But I, I think I agree. I would have liked a different stylization for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, when things like I fall out the window that. and they kind of like scatter, like almost like a yeah, it was more of a glitch. Staticky. It was like yeah. computer generated yeah, bullshit. Exactly. To me. Yeah, that, that, I think that kind of killed it a little bit. It should have had a better. 
fade out or something. I, don't I think know. they could have. Yeah, they could have done more a little ethereal, bit more phantasmic. Right, right, right. Not like weird TV. I mean, hell, they give even me a have, mist. Uh, a mist. Well, do you think it would have been better if like, they weren't ghost, uh, like weren't ghostly at all? They were actually just the or person? just a shadow. No, actually, just showing the real person just jumping off. He's just seeing it in his head. See, that, that could have gone well. Better. That could have yeah. done well. Maybe you know. Maybe so. But um, all right. So uh, critically, four. It's like the angriest man in Brooklyn. You see yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I think you. A four. Um, because I think they did everything really well for the movie. Yeah, um, I think it was a very good mind fuck mm. um, for the audience and for um, for him as well. And you didn't really know where it was going to go um, from the very beginning of the movie, where he's looking for um, where he's look. He's trying to get directions to that first house or hotel. Mm-hmm. Where they're trying to explain everything that's going on. This is our hotel. This is our scary hotel, and this is everything that it's, goes it's on. Two thirty so in the morning. So this is Can what I you can expect. Room? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Goddamn room, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and what was cool was if you noticed when, as soon as he walked into the dolphin, uh, he sees his wife and daughter what? already there. No way. Are yeah. you in the lobby? Yeah. You remember. The uh, the woman pushing the carriage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you're trying to say that because whenever he no, looks they were. through the the thing. So I think the scene where when he's walking up to the room and you see the the lady in the carriage. So, well, no, I don't. Originally, think, you see them in the lobby. Oh, okay. I, I thought that it. was just someone else, and then he eventually correlated yeah, so, that to him, his wife, and and their baby. Exactly. I no, think that, that no, was that's, just, a, that's what I'm meaning. Oh, okay. Is that you see them in the lobby? And then you see them going into the next room, mm-hmm. room next to him. And then later on, he looks down, and it's apparently his, his wife, wife his and wife child, and kid. But the that I don't think that was the same the same actress when he saw him in the lobby and the hallway. Yeah, I think. It was. Yeah, I, I think I it was just think, a happenstance like... neighbor. And then throughout his mental tortures, he saw down to see that now they have become. So th- his wife and daughter then. That's another real quick um, side note. Whenever he is about to enter his room, his room is on the right, correct? Like, I think. Yes. Left. No, yeah, left. Is you're, it on the you're left? You're either right. Oh, it is. Okay. You're I was going to say, because right. you see her down the hallway going into a room on the left, and I thought he turned to the right. So, okay, maybe I just miss. I think he passed, he passed the door a little bit, and he turned around. Okay. Yeah, so, remember, yeah. Because you got were saying in the beginning when he keeps walking yeah, around, yeah, because he saw it. Okay, and then you know. took like two steps past, and then he flipped around. So yeah, I guess he did ter- technically turn right, but it was still on the same wall. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That that then makes more sense as far as direction goes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I kind of got the feeling as well, like you chased that it was just someone that he saw, and then he eventually they materialized into yeah. his... That thing, as soon as he stepped foot inside that fucking hotel... Everything changed. Everything's changed for him. Yep. You know, because, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's not just the room. Maybe it's part of the hotel that oh. is not wanted, but... Become fucking evil. Alive. Evil. Yeah. So what's your, yeah. evil. So what's your enjoyment? Yeah. Enjoyment, a four. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's two it's a good movie. I like nice. the fucking movie. It's a fun movie. It's good. It's, it's exciting. It's, uh, like I said, it's a mind fuck. Um, I do want to watch it again to get a better sense of it. Yeah. Well, if you watch it once, you know, you, you try to nitpick 
and pick apart a lot of movies. And if you watch them a second time, then you, you kind of feel. watch it for enjoyment, yeah. you know, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, a lot of movies I think you need to at least watch twice to get a better understanding. Of I think this movie is one of those movies where you require multiple viewings. Yeah. 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 Okay. And if I would suggest, I would suggest listening to the short story or reading the short story before you rewatch it. Might have to do that. It's, no, I mean, it like was said, loosely. It played loosely, though. Yeah, it did. But right. being able to recognize the spots that they took from the short story and put it into the, into the movie, and it's sometimes super subtle. Yeah, yeah. And and you can be like, aha, I I know, I remember that part. Um, but it, it's interesting. It'll it'll keep you looking for the details uh, from the short story in the show. Well, why don't you go ahead and finalize and finish our show and uh, see your review? I'm really curious about yours. All right, all right. So um, the first. Review is critical, right? Uh, it, it, either yeah, critical right. or enjoyment, doesn't matter. Oh, okay, okay. So I'll do the critical first. Um, so I'm going to rate that, uh, you know, I'm going to rate it a four and a half. Okay. Um, I know, it's kind of high, uh, but it's because John Cusack does a phenomenal job uh, because it's mostly just him and yeah. the different emotions that he goes through. First, it's... Um, uh, denial, basically, like none of this is real, and you know this is fucking ridiculous. To kind of start, you start seeing him evolve into losing his mind, and then breaking down, like crying when his daughter is there. I mean, just all the different emotions that he goes through, and you're like right there with him. So I think you know he did uh, an amazing job, and it really kind of carried this movie. And the writers did, you know, a, a fantastic job as well. You know, um, building on what the short story was from Stephen King. Yeah. So, yeah, four and a half, um, definitely for critical. Um, for enjoyment, I am going to have to start. I want to do a four um, because, the, like I said, the song sticks with me. Like, anytime I hear that song, it flashes me right back to that movie again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, forevermore in my life, I will never be able to hear that song the same way ever. It's been. really funny that all of us have a higher critical rating and a lower enjoyment rating. That's interesting. I don't that, think we've had yeah. that before. Yeah. Well, I love to bring new things to the show. <laughs> well, we, well, we appreciate both the booze and the movie. Yeah. yeah. Both oh. were great. Hey, man, you're welcome. It was awesome. I, I will say this. Um, great job. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously, great job. Fantastic. This was a great pick. Oh. I did my enjoyment. I said my enjoyment was four. Yeah. She gave two. Four and a half. She gave four and a half. Yeah, that yeah. great job on the show. Seriously, Thank you did you. such Absolutely. a great job. I'm, I'm really glad that you picked this movie. This was actually a fun one to talk about. Excellent. Well, I mean, I'm so excited to be working with you guys and, and being on your show for you know, these couple times. And just no, we appreciate you. Excited. You're gonna get famous off of this show. Yeah. <laughs> am I? Am I and you can go back to the ABC store and say, "Yeah, bitch, I'm fucking famous." That's now. right. <laughs> great episode for our Halloween series. I'm uh, fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. Like I said, this is this is a great episode for our Halloween series. You did such a great job, and I'm so glad that we did this one. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off right now and uh, on to our next episode for Halloween. And uh, thank you, Yen, for joining us. Hey, man, thanks Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, guys. All right, later, guys. Hey, guys, this is Ron. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. 2022 has been an amazing year with our great shows, including BAF, The Small Batch, Sammy Select, and The Tasting Room. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Guys, this helps out enormously. Give us a follow on Instagram at Barrel Age Flicks Podcast. If you would like to send us a special film request, please contact us via Instagram, and we will give you a personal shout-out on the show. We are also on Facebook and Twitter. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Audible, Pocket Cast, Spotify, CastBox, 
iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Special thanks to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio on YouTube for his awesome music. This guy fucking rocks. Check him out. Want to give a shout out to Sammy, one of our guest hosts on the show who does our amazing album artwork. Thank you, Sammy. Our podcast only exists because of listeners like you. To find other great shows, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hope you join us for our next episode. Later, guys.